Oh, wait. Hey, no, we're not even on the air. There, uh, there we go. Yeah, Rock 102. <laughs> I told you, this is like a college radio station. It's Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Uh, Bax and Nagel program. Bax is still out. He'll be back on um, January 2nd. So uh, we got that to look forward to. Hey, and now I can hear myself. Yeah, look at this. We're uh, we're right. coming along. I, I fell out of my chair trying to get to the mic in time. Yeah, we, we, we tend to do that around here. <sighs> Uh, but again, uh, you're listening uh, to a, like a light version of this morning show because uh, it's 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 the Friday before Christmas. Nobody wants to work. Yeah, but I feel like we're not. Uh, I feel like we're not giving them. Like if we tell them that, then they, they don't feel like they're getting their money's worth. Well, they're getting their money's worth. They're just getting it to, in a, in less. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to less volume. Oh, I okay. You say. Uh, you, we were just uh, listening to Tesla, and you came in. You're like, ugh, this song. Yeah, I do I, that with a lot of songs. I have a great story. I yeah. loved this song when it came out when I was in high school. Yeah, uh, you remember the video? Uh, the video had like the girl on the guy's shoulders. I think her shirt comes up a little bit or something. Um, I uh, I used to do Aaron Lewis's uh, charity fundraiser for him. You know, uh, every year. Yeah, and uh, one year he was like, "Hey, uh, come to my house tomorrow. We're having a barbecue." So I uh, went to his house. And uh, I pull up and uh, literally at the gate is like, yeah, we'll be down in a second. Uh, comes Jeff Keith from Tesla, the lead singer of Tesla, to pick me up at the gate. Yeah. And uh, and then we uh, we got to play this song uh, live in Aaron Lewis's kitchen. Wow. Yeah, it was like a moment. I enjoyed it. So now I like the song even more. And then you came in and you were like, yeah. ugh. <laughs> Well, because it's a different experience. You had a, a, a experience with like a celebrity who was singing the song, as opposed to hearing the same people sing it every single day. Okay, fair so enough. That's, uh, that's a big difference. <laughs> I had a lot of people last night come up to me and tell yeah. me they really enjoyed us uh, talking about the fact that they were going to be surprised all day with the music. Like you might hear some Tom Petty. You yeah, might. yeah, you might, you might hear it. You might hear it. But uh, what a great show last night at the Loft Comedy Club. God, uh, what a what a good time. We uh, we uh, we all killed it. Every uh, every uh, comic up there. I I actually left. I'm sorry. I couldn't. I, couldn't I do get it, it dude. Yeah. I you know normally when you have a good show, you know how it is as a comic. You don't want the night to end. You're you're, you know, let's let's go out to the diner. Let's yeah, do this. Yeah. Let's hang out in the parking lot for three hours and talk and, and everything else. And then you realize uh, the adults in the room have to get up at three thirty <laughs> in the morning. So yeah, I just looked at you and I was like, uh, Whew. Ooh, uh, uh, I understand completely that you have yeah. to leave, and frankly, a little jealous of it. But, but uh, uh, well, you know, it was a uh, it, it was a good night. There was uh, quite a few people there. There was well, we had about sixty people. Yeah, there, about maybe? about that, and a lot of new people. Uh, yeah. a lot, which was awesome. So thank you to those who came out. I'm sure most of them are still asleep. I think they were pretty heavy on the uh, heavy on the bottle last night. People were uh, enjoying the Christmas cheer. Well, you had the hot chocolate out. Yeah, yeah. And then you had all these raffle prizes. Yep, it uh, went it went awesome. The, the I mean the the whole the whole night was uh, fantastic, and the crowd was just on board from front to back. You know, so. Appreciate uh, appreciate everyone for uh, for coming out and all the newbies. I hope to see you next week. Uh, you know the uh, the meat cleaver. I saw the guy win the meat cleaver. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, we. I mean, wh whatever we had laid around, we were we were uh, we were raffling off. So uh, it was fun. It was a good time. Oh well, uh, you know, I uh, I didn't get there for any of that. 
I got there late. I try. I tried to uh, convince uh, these old codgers to come on over to the, uh, the yeah the club. train gang. Yeah, the, the, we were we we started off at Collins Tavern over in West Springfield. Who did uh, Bobo the uh, Bobo the chimp man make it? Bafo, Bafo, yeah, Bafo the chimp made it, but you know he made it late, so I only got to spend like maybe ten minutes with him, and then I had to had to leave. Oh, that's no fun. But uh, but no, it was it was a good little time. That place was hopping. The uh, Collins Tavern always is man. Always they had, is. They had a big party going on in the back room back there. What's what's the other one there? There's Collins and there's another little bar. Powers, Powers, yeah. One, and yeah. It, well, the Crest Room. I haven't been in there in a while. They had kind of redone everything in there. I want to go in there because someone yeah. told me they do barbecue now, and it's supposed to be pretty good. That's what I heard, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. want to do a little I, of barbecue. I, that used to be uh, like my little uh, – I used to stop at all three of those <laughs> years ago. That was three of the nine that you'd hit on your way home? Well, I lived at the bottom of the hill, so you, 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 you basically you stop or start at the top of Collins and just roll down <laughs> and just uh, go into each one. I used to do that uh, – you know, when I was when I was younger and I would do shows and I would be like, I, I don't need to stay. I could drive home, you know. Yeah. I used to I used to get back to Chicopee right before like last call, depending where I was in New England. And uh I would always stop at the Atlas pub and then I would run across the street to Jocko's Tavern. Yeah. <laughs> and if I was really ambitious, I'd drive over like the rumble seat or something. But oh, yeah. uh but uh, yeah, everyone has those uh You know those... how many times we must have crossed paths be uh, and we didn't know each other? Because uh I used to live over off of Anniversary Street, which is right Dude, there, that's right there in, right near right. my house. And uh and and that was I that O'Brien's. Yep. O'Brien. And then uh, Jocko's and the Atlas Pub. You know, O'Brien's is still, in fact, maybe that's what I'm going to do this morning after here. Maybe we'll stop at O'Brien's and get an omelet. I don't know how ambitious you're feeling after the show, but. I'm not feeling that ambitious. No. no. I, I love uh, O'Brien's for breakfast. It's a great little spot. I haven't been there in a while. It used to be uh, pretty good, so I'm sure it's still Yeah, still the good good lunch, good breakfast. and uh, what, what other place could you go? Like, that's that's what I used to do when I used to get off my shift at the uh, at the railroad, and I lived well, over in that side of Springfield. I would stop, you know, at, right there at O'Brien's. <laughs> and where else could you have a Pabst Blue Ribbon, a Yukon Jack, and an egg and cheese sandwich <laughs> at eight forty in the morning? That was yeah. that was what I was gonna say. Is uh, uh, one of my favorite things is there is you could stop and have breakfast, and depending what your schedule is, if you don't have a real world big person's job, yeah. and your weekend starts on Monday, you could be like, yeah, I'll have this omelet and maybe a scotch. <laughs> you know, the more I sat there though every day and uh, kind of had one of these uh, things, this is, where you, this is where you kind of remember where your weight came on. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I'm drinking beers and egg sandwiches at 8:40 <laughs> in the morning the every best. day. But the more you, you you stayed there and looked around. It wasn't a schedule thing. I think it was just more of a lifestyle thing. It was yeah. uh, uh, the people who come in there yeah. definitely have their shifts, <laughs> like yeah. like employees, yeah. like yeah. everyone knows who they are when they come in. And then I come in and I sit at the bar and they're like, "Who's this guy?" Yeah. Well, this guy Nagel comes in here from uh, eight forty yeah. to nine twenty, and he downs <laughs> six drinks and then he leaves. <laughs> then yeah. he go, and then he goes to do safety checks on the <laughs> railroad. Yeah. No, no, no. That was after the safety <laughs> checks. Oh, okay. Right, at good. least that that, that was a thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, so you got, and we have uh, who we who we got coming in oh. uh, next hour. So uh, you know, it's cool. Like I said, Western Mass, uh, our comedy scene here is really, you know, it never surprises. Uh, last night, uh, we had uh, Dylan Carolino come in from uh, Austin, Texas, uh, kind of a special guest. He popped in. 
uh, really, really funny, funny kid. And it seems like there's always new faces that, that are popping up in the scene. And um, one of these uh, gentlemen that will be at Loft Comedy Club uh, Friday and Saturday is kind of, uh, he's definitely not a new face to comedy because anyone who loves comedy and watches comedy or any comedians, they know this this guy. Uh, but he's been around a, a little more lately, which is awesome, you know, because yeah. uh, he's a good dude. And uh, he is there tonight and tomorrow, one show each night. Uh, his name is Gerald Kelly. Um, those of you who, who might be like, I know the name, but I can't place the face. He was on America's Got Talent. He um, he moved on in America's Got Talent. Very, very mm-hmm. funny. Last Comic Standing as well. I think he, he had done uh, Def Comedy Jam too. Uh, he's been in movies and everything else. And he just popped in on a Thursday a couple months ago. And I was like, well, you're here. Do you want to go up? And I just gave him my my spot. You yeah. know? And he went up and, and crushed it. And uh, he was like, I'd love to do like a weekend in this room. It's It's awesome. So uh, he will be there this weekend, Friday and Saturday. He's coming into the studio in uh, in about, about an hour, about an hour from now. Yeah. So we'll be looking forward to that. Yeah, it's gonna be awesome. And uh, we got we got the other stuff we can talk about. I'm just reading this article here about uh, the United Nations and the Basketball Hall of Fame have celebrated World First uh, or World Basketball Day. It's the first World Basketball Day. Okay. The uh, Naismith Hall of Fame uh, visited the U.N. headquarters in New York City on Thursday to take part of its first-of-a-kind celebration. The U.N. hosted their very first celebration of World Basketball Day in New York City. The day-long celebration, highlighted by a roundtable discussion led by Julia Serving, featured the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame and focused on the work of Dr. Uh, David Hollander in his book, How Basketball Can Save the World. Do they have any events here? When they do them, like I don't know. Like I obviously, obviously, this is, you're going to the UN. You're not going to get all these world leaders to come yeah. and uh, and celebrate uh, downtown. But it's just like uh... better question. Who do you think is more protective <laughs> with their parking situation, the UN or the basketball? The, probably the basketball <laughs> hall of fame. Like we don't want to let anybody in there. <laughs> The UN, you can pull right up in front of the building and nobody even <laughs> no one cares. Yeah, uh, yeah. So they did this whole uh, big World Basketball Day thing. Uh, good for them. That's I mean, cool. Glad to no, see they, that's going a, on. That's a cool thing they're doing. And and uh, you know what? Um, basketball is kind of a universal sport. You know, as I mean, the NFL has been trying to cram their sport down everyone's neck. You know what I mean? They're right. playing the games in Europe and everything. Basketball, to be honest, has such a global appeal that you know it's huge in Europe. I mean, yeah. huge. You actually have pro players here that are choosing between playing here or playing in Europe because the money in Europe has actually gotten so good. Um, and it really is, on. I think, on every continent. I mean, I don't know if they're playing a lot of basketball in the Middle East, but I'm going to guess maybe. They are, actually. Uh, yeah. Chris Marion, you know uh, Chris, yeah. the Chris, photographer. Yeah, yeah. He actually went to Dubai. There you uh, go. For the NBA to do all these, these big photo shoots back uh, in September. Back there, so it yeah. looks so good. Have you ever seen that the Dubai? You ever watch like these travel uh, reels or these travel TV shows about it? Well, I just had to watch Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible climb that building that was in there. Yeah, oh yeah. You know uh, Tony Woods, who's a legendary uh, comedian. He's actually gave Dave Chappelle kind of his start. Uh, I remember Tony telling me he had gone there with uh, Russell Peters, and that hotel with that. That looks like a sail on a sailboat. Yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking about. That's like the, the legendary hotel there. 
He said it's a seven star. It's the only seven star hotel in the world. Really? Yeah. I can't even fathom it as a guy who usually stays in a solid two to two and a half star hotel every weekend. When I stay, are you telling me that the Holiday Inn Express's breakfast is not better than the seven stars that a sailboat hotel gets in Dubai? (laughs) I I appreciate that you think my career so well that I'm just staying at Holiday Inn Express. Like that's not a big treat. (laughs) That's not. Well, you don't you don't get the free breakfast in the morning. No, I mean when I stay at a Holiday Inn Express, that's really nice. You know, that's not the level of career I'm at, buddy. I'm more of a red roof if I'm if I'm really having a good weekend. A red roof plus, Uh, but. Uh, no, I, I do. When I stay at a Holiday Inn, I I, uh, I get that breakfast. I uh, eat it immediately. I get up sometimes, you know, sometimes I went to bed like three hours before. I get up. I eat the breakfast right at six, yeah. whenever they put it out, six or seven. And then uh, I go back to bed for, which is perfect timing, about two hours. And then I immediately <laughs> evacuate the entire breakfast I just ate. <laughs> well, right you got to get rid of it somehow. Yeah. You might as well leave it behind. <laughs> but... Uh, but I've I've stayed once in a while in like a four star, and yeah. even one time I think a couple times I've put up in five stars where I'm like, wow, you know, like the the level of service is crazy. Yeah, I'm like, what do they do in a seven star hotel there? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, especially in a place, it's you know, you'd think seven star meaning what do you get free drinks like all night long? But they don't drink alcohol over. In, yeah, it's like a sin. Yeah, I, do I, that there. I, I mean, people do, but it's not. It's not like, a, like a, what's the word? They don't put it in the, they don't advertise it and they don't put it in people's faces because it is culturally against uh, kind of a lot of the religion yeah. over there. But they definitely do. They I, definitely do. Yeah. I mean, well, now that, that of all the places in the Middle East, with the exception of Israel, that's probably like becoming the most Americanized area. Right. Do you see them, uh, whoever the uh, sheiks are or whatever, the people that have money over the princes and stuff? Do you see how they built those islands? Do you ever see that? I've saw I've seen a map of them. Yeah, yeah, they built they just built islands. They were like, you know what would be good here is waterfront property. All right, we'll just get a ton of sand and just keep pouring it into the harbor. Everybody gets waterfront. <laughs> you want waterfront? I get waterfront. You get waterfront. I don't know why that sounds Russian to me, but that's that's okay. There's probably one listener in Dubai right now going, no, that's terrible. That's terrible. (laughs) I I never had, you you talk about the Holiday Inn Expresses and stuff. Uh, Do you you have like a rewards program that you're part of? So I, um, if the venues aren't buying me my room, um, I usually use Priceline. Yeah. And I use Priceline so much in a year that I have this weird status, VIP status thing with Priceline. So, like, if I have a complaint about a room, I I call, and I have no wait time. They're like, oh, God, sorry. You know, the, yeah. they get the guy on the phone. Oh, my God. Uh, sorry, Mr. Martin. We just started yeah. your VIP. No wait. Zero yeah, yeah, wait. Yeah, yeah, they right. have like, It's like I have right. a bat phone right into there. And they uh, they take care of me really well. And, uh, and believe it or not, I've been. <laughs> Priceline takes care of me very well. Very well. Wow. You know that that that's kind of what I was getting at with the flex of the reward program. Yeah. Like, I'm a VIP on Priceline. <laughs> like, do, do, is that what you use to go I, around when no. you impress people? I no, because no one in the hotel cares. You know what I mean. But what I care about is when you have VIP, you get special pricing on hotels. Yeah. So let's say. Uh, I'll give you an example, but I don't want to like I don't want to like upset anyone in the hotel. Let's say there's like a Marriott in yeah. uh, Hartford. 
If you go to the Marriott website, that might be about 150 bucks a night or whatever it is yeah. if they're having like a reasonable weekend. But my VIP, if they're in the VIP thing, uh, what Priceline does is they buy rooms way in advance because they can tell by volume how many rooms they might buy. And they buy these rooms way in advance. And then, uh, to my understanding, this is the program, I guess. And yeah. to be fair, I am an idiot. So who knows if I really know what I'm talking about. But what they do is, as those things are booking in, if they're not all booking in, they will get rid of that inventory and they'll get rid of it to their VIPs. Oh. So, like, I might get that same room that, that is 150 on the Marriott site for, like, 85 or 90 Yeah. You know? Uh, which is uh, which is good, you know. Uh, it saves me uh, saves me a lot of money. Uh, it saves you a lot of money, but what the flex uh, you can pull on people? Yeah, I'm a Marriott <laughs> Rewards member. Oh yeah, that's my yeah. favorite. Oh, are I, you Bonvoy? I, I told you about that guy down in the Southwest ticket counter. Yeah, yeah. when he was standing outside, and the and the ticket counter didn't open. It's a small airport yeah. in Savannah, so like. They don't really start until 6 a.m., and everybody's thinking they're going to miss their flight. And they're not. No, because there's no people. There's nobody working there right. yet. So when they start working, it, the guy behind us was like, I'm never flying Southwest again. <laughs> I have a Rapids Reward account. And I'm like, whoa, <laughs> roll out the red carpet there, buddy. Rapid Here he comes. Rewards. Here comes Scott and his Kia. You know, he's going to – yeah, he's going to – Flash you with Is that rapid- a new sportage? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> uh, we got more with uh, Marty Caproni uh, on the Bax and Nagel Light Show this this <laughs> week. It's uh, 625 at Rock 102. Bax and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 640 and Van Halen on Rock 102. Uh, Bax and Nagel Show. Bax is out until January 2nd for vacation. And uh, Marty Caproni is here in the hot seat. Wah, wah. You guys are stuck with me. Sorry. I always say that in the hot seat. By the way, it is cold outside. The, yeah, uh, it's going to be uh, nice and sunny with today with a high of thirty, but it's eighteen degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Yeah, it's a little cold. A little bit. You know, there's a there's a memory that popped up uh, on my Facebook feed, and uh, people have already been post reposting it. So, you have memories on yours. I have memories on mine. You have memories. <laughs> it's just all the women that sent you boob shots over the last uh, year. No, it's uh, it's just uh, whatever. You know how they always suggest friends. Facebook always yeah, suggests yeah. friends. It's I don't know who's in that thing where they're just like keep suggesting uh, these big busted you know women with uh, in their well. That, you know that's that's your. Algorithm. No, it's not though. It's not. It's Are just, you sure? I'm because, positive. Because, I'm, I so, but the point was the the memory that I had. Yes, I'm sorry. No, it's fine because <laughs> this all ties into that. <laughs> it this all ties into that. Oh, okay. The the memory that I had was me walking out of my house on December twenty uh, second of twenty twenty one and slipping and falling onto my walkway. Did you ever see that video? No. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's pretty hilarious actually. Classic. It's, it's hilarious, but it really, really hurt. Yeah, uh, you know, classic Nagel. It was one of those like there was black ice outside, and it was I didn't. It looked like it was just raining, and I walked outside, and I locked my door, and then all of a sudden I take the second step down, uh. boom, on the ground. Uh, but uh, what I wanted to tell you that was there was a guy, and I won't say who he is. <laughs> But uh, he was—he thought this was hilarious that yeah. me falling down on the ground. So he wants to show everybody okay. this video. So as he's showing this Facebook video to a bunch of different people, uh, 
all of these videos along the side are like hot supermodel, hot, you know, and they're all from <laughs> yeah, Facebook. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, they're all from Facebook. Yeah. And, I, and then he he said in in like a a defense mechanism for himself. Yeah. Oh, that must be Nagel with all the all of his crap that he uh, that he <laughs> follows or something. Now, if you go on, I will show you my Facebook reel. Feed. Yeah, you know, it's all comedians and uh, like sitcoms and 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 music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all it is because I don't look at the other things. The, those yeah. things oh, on Facebook anyway. I have my special computer for that. <laughs> <laughs> you always have to have a backup, special yeah. waterproof keyboard. Oh Good yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's called a Peloton. Yeah. <laughs> That's not sweat on the screen. Oh god! Yeah. Um, oh god! But, uh, <laughs> hey, look, I can't help it. Dude. It's like it's like watching Skinam. It's like watching Skinamax. I, Remember the old Cinemax films where yeah. it was like soft core. That's kind of what the Peloton instructors are like. I uh, <laughs> no, okay. So back to what yeah. you were talking about. Yeah. Uh, no, I know because my real feed is all comedians. Comedians, yeah. It's all animal dogs, like yeah. dogs, seals, otters, uh, any yeah. type of cute animal video. Um, and now it's taken a real dark turn, and it's all traffic accidents and, yeah. and people getting killed. So, but but all it takes for you, you must have had to have watched something along the way in order for it to change that algorithm to show you videos what you're interested in. So. I there's two people so people send me reels all the time yeah. to watch you know and there's there's two people and one of them is uh, my buddy Tino uh, from Ludlow and he always once in a while will send me like one of these like a girl running in yeah. slow motion on a trampoline or whatever so I notice if I open those and actually let them play yeah that's when it starts serving me up that yeah yeah that yeah, thing yeah. all the time. But no, the Facebook feed. I'm talking about just like friends. It's like uh, friends you may know or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I maybe I'm friends with a lot of female. I don't know, but it it seems like every once in a while, that's all they serve me up is like, you should be friends with this girl in a sports bra. You should be friends with that person. And it's like I don't want to be. I have mean, five thousand yeah, friends. It, but is it like you and me like standing next to each and the phone listens to you and you know I'll be saying, hey, look, <laughs> check out the chick with the rack over there, Marty. <laughs> right. Maybe that's what it is, or or they just know yeah. they're like oh, these guys are they serve us that crap until we're like sixty, and then they're just like all right, it's time to just send them the uh, you know all the angry Fox News videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now you, now you can be angry at the top of your little uh, your little tower up there, your yeah. ivory tower. Yeah, <laughs> like when guys go from like let's look at her boobs to. This country's going to hell. Well, you know, there's a point where it doesn't work anymore. So it's like yeah. you know, you have to focus your energy on something else. Well, I've been working on that bit where I said, yeah. uh, you know, it bothers me that this is you know for president, regardless of your political party, it bothers me. The best we could do is two eighty year old guys. I go, yeah. you know, they have the age, the age minimum is thirty five, but they never made a maximum. And I was like, you know, the maximum should be the maximum should be when whoever it is, guy or girl. Stops caring about uh, you know having fun in the bedroom. That's 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 when they should be like, nope, you can't be president anymore because that's when you don't really have. Uh, I feel like the real will to make sure that the world goes well and the will to live and the you know. Well, I mean, uh, you know, it says. I mean, look how great the economy did under Bill Clinton. That guy was getting tail left and right. JFK, you know I mean? yeah, you know what I mean. This, this is this is what you got to do. Let these leaders. <laughs> 
have <laughs> their, their that's their part thing. of the bit doesn't that's, matter what political group you're from that's part of the yeah. bit you know yeah. i was like it, it's part of that i go and you looked at putin yeah uh in russia you looked at him uh, you know 10 years ago 15 years ago he's on the horse he's all, he's jacked. all jacked and everything yeah, yeah yeah you're like yeah there you go look at this guy around the country he wasn't starting nothing with anybody yeah now he's got a walker with the tennis balls at the bottom but, but, of but, it yeah. yeah but now he's getting older right and yeah. he probably doesn't care about that anymore he used to probably go through like supermodels like every weekend and now he's like eh, uh, i'm gonna invade this uh neighbor i'll invade this one and that one and this one you know it's I'm, like, gl- I'm glad you brought this up one of the i saw one of the funniest memes this morning you know how taylor swift's the times person of the year and she's got her arms yeah. up in the air yeah it's joe biden sniffing her under her armpit <laughs> and i'm like that's perfect like whoever came up with that uh so funny pretty good but uh that's my favorite i i uh i do enjoy still a good meme uh either one uh yeah. the biden one or a trump one they'll both make me laugh you know listen i i have uh i like making fun of everybody that's i you know? i can't help and it. i think that's what a lot of people don't understand you start making a joke about one way or the other it's and they're like you yeah, can't believe you're uh, on right. their side i'm like i'm not on anybody's side i think both of you are like you, you walk you step back from it and you watch the extremes of these these both groups, and you're like, "What is going on?" I is, wasted is like there... 20 years of my life being invested in yeah, politics. Yeah, you know, like really caring and being invested. And then just one day, it clicks like a light switch, and you go, eh, "What am I doing?" You know why? Because you realize there's nothing you can do about it anyway. Right. You've... There's nothing you can do about it. You're you're a better off. Doing something good for your own community than you are even 100%. trying to argue about something that you'll never be able to change in the, for the rest of your life. Well, that's what I always said. I, I said uh, anyone, most people, and I feel like I'm not wrong in this assessment now of politics. I think most people in the country feel like we're all on a bus, right, and we're all sitting in our seats. And then you know, there's always like the crazy person on a bus, yeah, like one or two crazy. I'm like, and I feel like the extreme right and the extreme left are the crazy people, and they're just up there like, ah! and we're all just kind of sitting in our seat, like, mm, I hope we get where we're yeah, going. I hope we get there. <laughs> I hope this guy, I hope this guy doesn't crash the bus. It's like, you know? like being on the little engine that could. Right. Let's hope we get there. <laughs> Let's hope. I think yeah. we can. Uh, so anyway, you got uh, yeah. So who we got coming up so, again? So we got Gerald time? Kelly, Gerald uh, Kelly, really, up. really funny dude. Uh, America's Got Talent, Last Comic Standing, Def Comedy Channel. He's been in movies. Uh, he's he's really really funny. He's actually doing the show with his sons. Like all his kids are comedians and stuff. His his uh, his one of his sons, Isaac, just to, I think had just released a Netflix special, if I'm not mistaken. Oh really? Yeah yeah. Gerald's Gerald's like the real deal, and uh, and he's right here in Springfield uh, tonight and tomorrow. So. If you're sitting around and you're like, what can we do uh, looking for affordable fun, um, you can go see him at Loft. Um, well, we will speak with him. Uh, or with yeah, he's coming, he's coming up, up soon. Uh, after 7 o'clock. Yeah. Uh, but just to ruin the Christmas spirit here, if, yeah. you're, if you live in the Wilbraham, Ludlow, Palmer area, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're waking up to uh, probably uh, empty an empty car or an empty... What? Like, you have no packages maybe from your Christmas... Uh, several communities along the Route 20 corridor were targeted by thieves who smashed windows in order to steal valuables from vehicles this week. This is the thing. This and the ones stealing the stuff off the porches and yeah. stuff like that. Uh, one of the other things that I've been served up a lot in my Instagram reel, 
coincidentally, is vigilante crime. Oh, yeah. And I'm really becoming in favor of it. Vigilante crime? (laughs) Like, I really feel like if someone comes up your driveway and goes to smash your window in and take something out of your car and you catch them. You should be able to do something. You should be able to do whatever you want to them. They're on your property. This is the way I feel. Hit them in the head with a bat. You know, like, you can't, but that's the way I feel. Right, you 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 want uh, better? Uh, what do they call that? Uh, what do they call it? Castle laws or something like uh, yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, uh, where, it's where, the where castle doctrine. Castle doctrine. Yeah, we need to modify that. Yeah, including the yard, your perimeter. Yeah, right. Be- because honestly, I mean, the way the world's trending, it seems like there's a real uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Lack of respect for uh, the laws. Or police or authority or whatever. And so people just are doing whatever they want to do now. And, uh, you know, I feel one of the only ways to make that stop sometimes is, uh, you know, to be the guy making the news because you hit somebody over the head with a nine iron who was trying to break into your car. Well, they, you know, you know this, I don't know if you saw the most recent crime stats, like nationally. Yeah. Like, you know, uh, violent crime is down. Yes, violent crime might be down, but the uptick oh. in like these smash and grab type property types crimes, of property and, crime yeah. stuff is way up. This is one of the biggest things that I talk about. Like, it's really not that hard of a job to be president, really, at the end of the day. This government is so huge, it kind of runs itself, right? The only things you really have to do is keep an eye on the economy and the crime. And somehow we've trended away from both. <laughs> Did you ever see uh, that Kiefer Sutherland show? Um, Designated Survivor. Did you I see love that, that show. Right. I watch every episode. Okay, see, I, I lo- it lost interest. Uh, the started last getting, season yeah. when it went to Netflix, they wrote it. It started getting so like it, it, too dramatic, and it was too like out there. It like, was it wasn't forced. Really... They were making like right. this Secret Service guy is dating the other Secret Service guy. Yeah, and they're yeah showing yeah. the love. It was it. Was, it got to a point where like, all right, now now they're pushing an agenda rather than a great storyline. It's like they sucked all the men in the beginning, going well, explosions. And you're cool. gonna be the president. You know. A regular right. guy is going to be the president of the United States. And then all of a sudden they ruin it with a love story. Well, that, And you know yeah. what that was? Was It was network TV, and then it, the last season Netflix bought or whatever, so they had their own writers. It, yeah. and they And, they, of course, those writers are like, you know, in L.A., so they, they're trying to push, like, their little L.A. narrative, their Hollywood narrative. And it just it, – it was like – Gratuitous after a while, where you're like, "Come on!" But I, I thought it was a great show in that great. first first two seasons there. Amazing. And uh, but but that's the thing. I don't even know where I was going with that. What were we talking? About? Oh, oh, we're talking about the oh being president. No, yeah, being president. Yeah. Like how y- you got all these people around twenty four hours a day. Right. Like you, how do you ever get any sleep? And this is why I don't agree with the fact that a guy who's who how old is Biden? Eighty something years old. Yeah. It's like, dude, come on! You can't do this. You can't. You can't turn. You can't tell somebody the integrity of this country is being ruined when you have a guy with onset dementia running the country. It doesn't make any sense how you know we pick people to to lead us. That's what I'm saying. Like when you literally get to a point where where the election to lead the free world comes yeah. down to two people who are going to be 80 years old, 80-something years old. It's I'm, like, I'm is wait- that really the best we could do? I'm waiting for the like the slew of the regulars that write in and then oh, yeah, yeah. don't even listen to what we just said. But just and lose their be like, And be like, oh, yeah, the reason why we don't do that is... <laughs> <laughs> you also, in, in fairness, 
Uh, both of us are not exactly uh, learned men. <laughs> L- learned? Learned, learned men. men. I think it's lear- learned. Le- I don't know how to say it. This is why I say don't even worry about it. Right. Stop worrying about right, it. You exactly. don't even know what's going on. Yeah, be like Marty and Steve. Yeah. Hey, where are we getting our omelet after this show? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> we, 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 that's our problem. That's our world problems that we have to solve. You want to talk where breakfast? are we going to get? Where are two fat guys going <laughs> to eat after the show? You want to talk breakfast? Both, yeah. both you and I and Bax, we could talk like Shakespearean English. Come to solving real world problems like this. I didn't understand it. Marty, where are we going for an omelet after the show? It's it's 6.55. We got comedian Gerald Kelly coming up just after 7 o'clock. Bax and Nagel show with Marty Caproni on Rock 102. Hello, listeners. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 7-Eleven and Blue Oyster Cult on Rock 102. The Bax and Nagel Show. Bax is out for vacation until uh, January 2nd, uh, but Marty Caproni is here in the studio uh, being the crutch. Aren't you lucky? To carry me through. I don't know how you uh, have the strength in your knees. To... This is a rickety old crutch. It is a rickety old crutch. By the way, uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be uh, mostly sunny with a high of uh, 33, it is 18 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. It's Ugh. cold. It's very cold. Yeah, you know, uh, we were outside there for a little bit, and yep. uh, when I moved to come back inside, my pants touched my legs. Yeah. And they had gotten so cold, I was like, oh, God. Ah. <laughs> you know, years ago, uh, being the producer of this show, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to, it, it was one time when it was like negative 25 or 26 <sighs> degrees outside, and they made me go outside to report and do on the all cold. of these. Well, I had to take a, a pot of boiling water and see how oh, fast. Oh, you throw it, it and it turns into yeah. vapor. And it didn't turn into vapor no. it, because we don't live in Alaska. Right. You know, it was because negative twenty six is pretty cold, but it still wasn't cold. It just steamed a lot, and then it made a big pile of ice. And then it landed on the steps, and everyone fell. Going yeah, pretty into work much. That yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, you can go see my video of me falling down. Yeah, you uh, just showed me that video, man. Yeah. You're lucky. You are lucky that you did not I'm crack your skull. Lucky I survive all of these things. I, I I've, I've said it my entire life. I'm gonna die someday, just like way. everybody else. But I'm gonna die in a very dumb, stupid way. Like it's it's gonna be some dumb decision that I've made. You're gonna be the uh, yeah. You're gonna be the candy bar out of the vending machine yeah. guy who shakes the vending machine and falls on top. Yeah, of you. yeah. And yeah. I and I try, like I tried not to put myself in positions where I'm gonna be in danger. Like I I really don't like getting up on a ladder to do anything on the house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I'm afraid of falling. Like right. that's like the biggest thing. And I even. Even my buddy, uh, who uh, comes, I got a buddy. I got a buddy. <laughs> I got a buddy who uh, he he he's a he's a he's an electrical lineman, right? Yeah. Oh, he uh, won't get up on the ladder. Yeah. Because he's got sa- you know when he does it, he's got safety gear and all yeah, that right. stuff. He's like, I'll hold it for you when you come <laughs> over. So I had to change these two light bulbs on the eaves of my house, and it's pretty high yeah. up. Yeah. And uh, he came over and he held the ladder for me, and I was just like shaking the whole time, just like I don't want to fall down I, on the deck. You know, I it's funny what a difference ten years would make. Ten years ago, I used to get up and clean my gutters all the yeah, time, yeah, and do yeah, all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. And now I just look at them and I'm like, "Is anything growing yeah. out of there yet?" Yeah. Do we know a person that can come over and like, do this for us? Yeah, yeah. like literally, I, you know, or your buddy's doing the roof, and you're like, "Yeah, I'll just go. I'll help you. I'll, I'll hump a bundle of shingles up there and throw them down." Well, I, I, uh, I, I had a, I. 
Well, you you weren't here when I did this story, but I I uh, last year, maybe it was March of twenty twenty one or twenty two or something. Okay. Like March of twenty. I, I think it was March of twenty two. I, I go to the I go to one of these shows where they have all these vendors around, kind of oh, like yeah. a like a home show type yeah, yeah, yeah. type of deal. And I run into this like leaf guard place, and I'm like, you know what? That's the that's the kind of thing that I want to I want to get on my house. Let me let me ask you the question because yeah. I already made this mistake. Yeah. What did they quote you when they came out? Uh, the all right, house? so this, so this <laughs> was this was the thing, and I don't have I I have it as a Facebook post because I I wrote it down immediately so I wouldn't forget the numbers. Yeah, and I don't have it in front of me right now, but it was something like the the guy comes over and he says. And and he, you could tell he's not very good at sales. Yeah, yeah. Like he's just not a good salesperson. He's yeah. a kid, you yep. know. He's probably just trying to make some extra money in his spare time, or he's, you know, somebody told him you can do this. Yeah, know? right. And uh, the guy comes over and he uh, he quotes me five thousand yeah. dollars for this for this these pieces of plastic yeah. that go over your gutters, and I'm like five thousand dollars. I'm like. Dude, no. Like, uh, that's just the absolute straight out no. And then he goes, well, you know, if we put a sign in your yard or do this, yes. it, the price drops like $1,000. And I'm like, wow, I got $1,000 worth of advertising on my front lawn. I guess, uh, you know, that might be helpful for you. You're like, put four signs in yeah. my lawn and give it to me for 1000 and we'll talk. So then I said no again, and then he says well, you know, we got a crew coming up here doing a job right down the. He says right down the road. Oh, yeah, it, it, where you live. Yeah, <laughs> from where I live. And I said, "Oh, where's the job?" And he goes, "Cheshire." And I was like, D- "I don't have a map on me, but Cheshire's like an hour away yeah, from yeah, here. That's yeah. not nearby. <laughs> right down was, the road. Where's the Pittsfield? Yeah, because he was gonna <laughs> cut. He, he wound up cutting it down to like twenty one hundred dollars. And Did I you said, you know, "No, I didn't Good. do it." And I said, "No." I'm not going to do that because I'm looking online and I'm looking at like the Home Depots and the Lowe's. I'm like, these things are only like 60 bucks a box and you can do this yourself. It looks like it just snaps on the over the top of the gutter. But then somebody told me, don't even bother getting those things because they can actually cause more problems than they yeah. create. In my house, it probably wouldn't be ideal for it. maybe a smaller house where you don't have a lot of trees around and you know you don't have uh, leaves dumping all the time. Well, that, so they they did that with me. They came out, they quoted me like something like six grand or something like yeah. that to do it, and I was like, uh, no. And then the kid's like, well, let me see if I can get. He did all the things and everything. He got he quote unquote got it down to like forty eight hundred or whatever. Yeah, it yeah. Was. A- and then I was like, dude, no. And he's like, why? I go, what's stopping me? From going to Home Depot and getting the boxes and go doing it myself in a ladder in an afternoon, and he gets the manager on the phone. The manager's like, "I, I, I'll come there uh, on Monday. I'll come there on Monday." And I told him, "I go, why, why? I don't need you to come back out and take up my time again. I'm not going to do it." So what I did was, over the weekend, I went to Home Depot. I bought the stuff. I did it all myself. The guy showed up, and I go, "Ah." Hey, look at that. I just pointed out. I go, look, I saved you a lot of time and me. Yeah, <laughs> I saved you a lot of time and myself some, some money. Some money. So good for yeah. you. I just found the post. You ready? Okay. I just had a guy come from a place called uh, Leaf Filter for the gutter guard things. He told me it would cost $5,000. He also told me if I paid him today, this was the one. Oh, yeah, yeah. If I paid him today, it would only be $4,600. Uh-huh. Then when I said no, he can. He said we can get this done tomorrow if you pay me right now for twenty two hundred bucks, that's when he told me that we have a job nearby, yeah, which yeah. was in in Cheshire. 
then he got mad and said, uh, I have other estimates uh, coming, and then he left. I, uh, I don't know about uh, these things at all, but I, I do know that they're not worth more than $2,200. Well, here's a great uh, thing. Uh, there, That job is literally probably immaterial for them. Maybe $300 in material. So yeah. when he goes, I went from 4300 to 2200 Yeah, you're doing for the job for less than half go, of what so you were So what does doing? it cost you guys to roll a crew out here from Springfield? Are you putting them all up in a hotel? Is that what you're yeah. doing? Because there shouldn't be a $2,100 price gap. Well, listen, after pricing all these things out, I would have reasonably paid a thousand bucks for something. That's to what I told in. the guy yeah, when he came yeah. to mind. I go, I go. I'm going to be honest with you. I know the material cost is probably a couple hundred bucks. I would pay you about. I pay you about a thousand because the eight hundred is worth it for me yeah. to not go up on a ladder and break my neck and everything else. And it, and it, and I went through it, and the guy's like, Yeah. So I did it. And then when they showed up, I was just like, Hey, look, man, I saved us both a lot of time and aggravation. I I did yeah. it myself. Yeah, and, and for three hundred bucks, and that's the thing. Like, right. there's so many. There's there's a lot of things, and I've been doing this a lot lately, like within the last couple of years. Yeah, just go on YouTube to find something and see how you can get it done. Because a lot of things you can do to save your own money. Now, here's the other thing: I'm not complaining about people who are professionals. Right. I will. I always You'll hire. Pay for it. I hire right. a professional. I now hire a guy to come over and clean the leaves twice a year out of the gutter, and it cost me 175 bucks, and it's totally worth it because right. I'm not getting up on the ladder, and I'm not spending this money to get these stupid plastic things in, right. which may or may not work. Right. But I do know that somebody's time is valuable when you're right. talking about. You know, people who somebody with his skills times yeah, value. like that when, kid who's no, sitting in your yeah. kitchen. His time is not valuable. No, this is a bunch of kids they hired from. You know, right. hey guys, come over here. You can be gutter uh, a garden stallers. Hey, you listen, know. you don't have to work this job at McDonald's at the drive-through anymore. Yeah. I, I'll show you the big time, kid. I'll pay you ten dollars an hour instead of eight. But, oh, okay. But, but I understand that, like a plumber's time is like you can't go. Hey, uh. Anybody have any reasonably priced plumbers out there? Listen, you can tell when somebody's gouging you, and you can yeah. tell when somebody's being fair about the price. You think about, you know, Google what the average cost is of a plumber's rate, Dude. You know, whatever that is, and then you say, okay, well, you can kind of guesstimate how much you're going to have to spend to get this job done. Dude, my, uh, uh, you know, Brian Plum, uh, yeah. a friend of ours, comedian, really funny Western Mass kid. His best friend, childhood best friend, Jonathan Alger, this kid, he's awesome. He was a plumbing apprentice, and then he went through and got his master's and everything, and he went out and he bought a truck, you know, but before he got the truck, his old boss was like, yeah, you can use my truck and go do your side jobs on here until you yeah. get enough money to go out on your own. That kid, every time I've needed something plumbing-wise, he comes over, I pay him, I pay him a, a fair rate, but he gives me what I consider a very reasonable deal because yeah. a lot of these guys who are plumbers that are advertising and everything else, they're spending a lot of that money. Yeah. They, they have crews and everything else. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, you could be like, Oh, the, there's the old joke. A guy, a, a, a guy in Longmeadow, his pool broke on Memorial day and he called a plumber and the plumber was, he's like, you really don't want me to come out here on Memorial day to look at your pool. The guy's like, I got a pool party and I want yeah. it fixed. So the guy goes, all right, I'm coming out. And he comes out and he's like, all right, buddy, well, it's Memorial Day weekend. I can get it fixed uh, by tomorrow for the party. He's like, but here's what's going to cost. And the guy goes, 
what? 400 it was like 300 and some thousand an hour or whatever. He's like, yeah. I could pay my lawyer. I pay my, I don't even pay my lawyer that much an hour. And he's like, well, then you should call your lawyer and have him come over and see if he knows how to plumb. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the point. Because, though, you know? because you have that. It's, I feel the same way about comedy. You know, when people go, I could get a show in here. I could do a show in my bar for $200. I don't need, I don't need. Well, then go do that, and then let me know how it works out. It might go great, well, how but it might go how, real bad with how, a lot of people ticked off at you. How many times have we dealt, and not to get into it, but yeah. how many times oh, have we, we dealt with people? Yeah, how many times <laughs> have we dealt with people that want right. to, you know, they see you do something successful somewhere, and right. they're like, yeah, we can undercut that price by half, and we, right. don't, we, don't have, we only have to charge $5 a ticket. We don't have to charge $20 a ticket. Right. So something. then you go do that, and then the people, yeah. instead of paying $20 and being entertained and being like, wow, that was right. a great show— the people will pay the five or the seven or whatever it is. And they get a bunch of open mic kids. And then guess what? The people who go to that show, yeah, they only paid seven, but they got a babysitter. Yeah. They 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 ate dinner and everything. And then they left going, what a crappy night. <laughs> See, we, uh, Marty and I, can put on one hell of a show for a very reasonable price. Well, uh, and, and, and we want to do that for I, I really so. do. Like I said, that people should reach out, uh, like these venues, like, especially like Connecticut or like uh, upstate more like, uh, yeah. Hampshire, Franklin County. Like we should do some more shows up there because again, the listening audience is more than just Springfield. That's, yeah. that's my point. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the signal goes out to Sturbridge and that area too. Like, there's so many places that we could do shows, but but my point is, if you if you, and I pride myself in this. I, I'm sorry, but I've spent 15 years of my life, blood, sweat, and tears, missing family events and everything else, and and uh, to get good at this, and I'll I'll stake my name on it. You know yeah. what I mean? Whereas some of these kids that are out there now doing quote unquote shows, they're you know it ain't good. You know, I th- <laughs> I think they're you know because I dealt with this with the DJ business for years. Right. Where somebody will undercut you so low that's what, that, it, yeah. that 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 that's when I say what you just say. Well, go ahead and see how that yep. works out for you. You know, you'd be offering a package, you know, a DJ package for like eighteen hundred bucks. You get right. uh, you know the the wedding stuff, and right. then for an extra couple hundred, you can get like a Jack and Jill kind of. I don't even do this anymore, but right, but no, <laughs> would you? And the prices are a little bit higher now, especially with you know these professionals that yep. I know. I'm I'm a part of this uh, this DJ group of these guys that I know, and they try to keep their prices within line with each other. It's right. not like it, you can't you can't undercut or overcharge more than somebody else. My my friend Tanya Mega, DJ Lunchbox, do you know her? No. Tanya? She's great. She's fantastic. You know what? She's professional. When you hire her for something, yeah. You don't just get it's not your buddy with a laptop who likes to play music in his in his uh, thing, you know, uh, on TikTok right. and make, I mean, she shows up, not only does she have that laptop, she has a backup if that doesn't go. She has yep. a backup mic, she has a backup. She has all the equipment. So, guess what? You seamlessly don't have to worry about that piece of the puzzle when it's yeah. done, which is kind of what I feel like with us with comedy. People don't have to worry that the show's going to be bad. If there's a if the show's going to be bad, it's going to be bad, but it's not going to be because we were bad. we were bad. Yeah, it's going to be because whatever the situation was, it yeah. was uh, we. But when you hire somebody who's professional, who's prepared, who knows what they're doing, who's been in every situation because they've done it for long. Yeah. You, you eliminate all the other X factors to give you the best shot of successful time. Same thing with a plumber or a lawyer or a doctor. Well, or, that's you know, what I'm talking about with this DJ thing. And, and you yeah. know, you'd have people come back to you and go, well, this guy says he can do our wedding and Jack and Jill for $700. And I go, you know what? More power to you. 
good thing that you're saving all that money. You're going to find out what happens exactly. when you pay that kind of money for a Craigslist, you know, list DJ. Yeah. And it's like, you know, enjoy your Entenmann's cake when you right. when you cut the cake. Right. Yeah. It's, and, it's, you know what I mean? Like people who they want all these big events, but they don't want to pay for it. Right. Well, and listen, some people, including myself, uh, you know, don't have tons of money. So you're trying to figure out ways to yeah. to like when I that kid Jonathan Alger when I had him come over to do plumbing at my house I it was a water heater was the last time I called him well guess what when he came over to do the water heater I was like listen I'll help you take the old heater out of the basement and I'll help you bring the new heater in and I'll like do stuff to make it as easy as possible for him so that I can save as much money as I can but obviously could I watch a YouTube video and plumb a water heater probably. Would my house blow up after? I, I could probably say it wouldn't be 100% guaranteed it won't. <laughs> <Right>. but, <laughs> but with that kid, I know it's 100% guaranteed it won't. It's uh, 727. We got comedian uh, Gerald, Gerald Kelly Gerald Kelly coming up in uh, just about uh, 10 or 15 minutes from now. Uh, it's Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Back. Package Store, 390 Allen Street in Springfield. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 746. It's the Bax and Nagel Show. Bax is out on vacation until uh, January 2nd, uh, but Marty Caproni is here uh, being the crutch <laughs> in the studio. And we also have a uh, very special guest this morning, uh, uh, actor, writer, producer, comedian, Gerald Kelly, who's going to be at uh, Loft Comedy Club uh, tonight and tomorrow night, I believe, right? Is that two shows? Oh, why can't we hear you? Uh, how you about, got it. How about? Oh, now we got him. Yeah, hey, here we are. Good morning, this is good like morning. a this is like a college radio station on steroids. That's what you walked into. <laughs> I, I like this, man. I like this. Rock one hundred and two. Let's do it, man. It's yeah, a, it's a it's a you know you wouldn't think it's the market leading station when you come into yeah. the uh, when you come into the actual building and it looks like a this is our mom's basement. Yeah, we're, we're, okay. we're going for whatever yeah. we gotta do to get it done. Yeah. That's right. That's it. So, uh, Gerald, welcome. Uh, thanks for coming in this morning. Man, I, appreciate I appreciate it. you guys for having me, man. Uh, my little one was trying to come, man, and he, he was just looking so out of it. He does radio with me all over the country. My little, he was great when uh, yeah. he, I, I was trying to tell the the crowd. So, how I met Gerald was he showed up at Loft on a Thursday. He was yeah. like, "I'm in town." He's like, "Everyone kept saying I got to check the place out." So I was like, "You could take my time, go up and 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 you know do whatever you want." And he went up. Closed out the show, crushed it. But you brought your son on stage, the youngest son, yeah. And yeah. people still talk about him too. He's Man. he's a natural. Yeah, little Hunter Kelly. He's uh, nine years old. He's been doing stand up since he was uh, three. That's awesome. Three. That's uh, he. Uh, was on America's Got Talent with me, man. He opened up for Kevin Hart, did a few shit. It's so funny. Let me say what happened with Kev Hart, right? Little Hunter's nine has every comedian's phone number yeah. in his in his in his in his phone. So one day I'm working with him. I'm like, dude, you you gotta pace yourself on stage side to side. Yeah, yeah. You can't stand still. You're too young right. and you know, he didn't listen to me. So then Tony Rock calls him and goes, dude, you gotta pace yourself. You gotta move side to side. <laughs> This dude won't stop moving on side to side. So he'll another, listen to your friends, yeah. but not you. Then one, then another night, uh, this comedian in New York won't say no names. Wouldn't let him do a guest spot. What? Wouldn't let him do a guest spot because uh, uh, he moved around too much. No, no you know uh, what I'm saying. He said, yeah. Wouldn't let him do a guest spot. Called me, said I can't put him on. My little son went downstairs in the man cave, got upset, hurt his feelings, was hurt, and he texts Kevin Hart and told Kev what happened. <laughs> Kev called him and said, "Hey, dude, don't worry about it. I'm gonna take you on five cities with me." Really? Wow. 
That's huge. So, you know, it's, it's a father and son's comedy weekend. Oh, that's awesome. Well, that I'll tell you what, man. Uh you had him on just for that little that little time, and oh, he, he killed man. People still talk about it. Uh, they're in for a treat. They come out to see you, and, and comedy is a family affair for you, too, Family right? affair, man. My oldest son, Isaiah Kelly, uh, started stand-up at 10. He's 31 years old. He's on Netflix right now. He's a Netflix special out right now. And uh, the 17-year-old Joshua Kelly, who's just called me just now, said, I'm, I'm on my way to New England, Dad. Oh, he's, 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 he's going he's to be up tonight? He'll be up tonight. He's, oh, awesome. Uh, he started comedy at 5 or 6, and he's 17 uh, he travels the world. Uh, we, we got so many things going on. Like I said, America's Got Talent with me and Hunter. So that's what I was going to ask you about. Yeah, now, yeah. Um, I, I remember you being on there. I remember you guys doing fantastic, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I, I've talked to a few different comedian friends of mine that tell me, though, it really is a crapshoot with them because if the producers decide on that show mm-hmm. – they don't want it to look like you do well. Even if you yeah. do well, they edit in cricket sound effects. They show crowd reactions to, to people. One of my buddies got, they call it tanking them. One of my buddies got tanked wow. uh, doing that. Wow. I remember watching yours, and it seemed you guys you guys knocked it out of the park. It's, it's, it's crazy because uh, it was so difficult to perform on America's Got Talent because when you watch it on television, it's three, 4,000 people in the audience. Mm-hmm. But when we were there, there's no one in the audience because of COVID. Oh my so god! My, yeah, oh, so yeah. I was, dude. I had jitters. I, I was worried about my little son, and I was worried about my set and his set, and <laughs> you know, we're, we're performing in front of nothing but judges. And yeah, it's like it's like it takes you back to probably on your way up when you do the open mic, and there's yeah. four people listening, exactly. and, you're, and you're like, oh god, I got to work but, four but, people in a room. But that's gotta be that's gotta be pretty harrowing to be, to be in an open, empty room like that. You're you're yes. in a in a giant theater with nobody sitting in there, no one sitting. And but but how many times have you must have done that for other auditions or other things that you've gone to where you're only sitting in front of two or three people? Well, when you go on an audition, it's yeah. different. You know you're going to go on a, a, a right. whole read or whatever in front of three or four people, the producers, and you go in there and do your audition stuff for your script. Yeah. But we're, we're stand-up comics, man. You yeah. know, And then the, the crazy thing about, about America's Got Talent is while you're in rehearsal every day, you're looking at your competition. Yeah, <laughs> this guy's over there about to die Thursday. Yeah. You know they're yeah. coming up with this story. My last week to live. I want to sing in America. We saw some dogs jumping through fire hoops. Yeah, oh yeah. And we were like, you know what? Let's pack our bags. It's a wrap. It's not gonna happen, Hunter. Tom Cotter, who uh, yeah. is an awesome comic, but yeah. also a good friend of the show yeah, here. He, Bax he, and Steve know him well. He his business card because he came in second on the whole thing, and he lost to this thing called the Alate dogs it was the dogs that jumped through the hoops on, man. and his business card says tom cotter first place human act america's got talent yeah. i don't blame him he should, should say that i mean it was so i mean like, I'm, I'm working with the people going hey so uh, what, which what kind of act you well I, I could take my arms and put them behind my back and put my neck my my legs on my neck and my grandmother's dying and we're doing it for her. I looked at my son again. I said, "All right, pack your bags. Yeah. We well, have you, no we have no chance here." We, we couldn't come up with a, 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 a heart wrenching story no. good enough to get on this show. You know, see, yeah. the thing for me is now. I I know you have a very good career. I I've, I see you even you know when I'm around opening for people in other places. I'll mm-hmm. be in like the funny bones of the improv, yes, and I'll yes, see that yes, you're yeah. you, they have the upcoming poster. So I yeah. see you in all mm-hmm. these different markets. Um, the thing for me is uh, it wouldn't be the small crowd because uh, that's when I perform everywhere. 
anywhere outside of Western Mass, it's probably four people that come to see me if I'm if I'm headlining. Uh, but the thing that always gets me is recording. Everyone's always like, "Why don't you record a special and chop it up and put it on the uh, social media and this and that?" Something about knowing I'm being recorded always makes me not perform well. I really? don't know. I I don't know what it is. Like I I don't know if I'm too critical or too in my head or whatever. So I can't even fathom the pressure of not only knowing you're being recorded, but knowing that you're going to be aired on national television. Television, man, it's it's uh, that's a whole different ball yeah. game when it when it's on. I, I it's so funny. We were at um. The Netflix special I took it was me and my two younger sons yep. watching my oldest son for the shoot a special for his taping, and I looked to my right, the little one, the baby, his his leg was shaking. <laughs> he was shaking. I said, "What's wrong, man? I'm gonna get some, Dad. I, can I do? Can I do a guest spot?" I said, "Dude, this is Netflix. You <laughs> can't spot. get up there and do a guest spot." <laughs> Kevin Hart, if Kevin Hart lets me do shows, anybody else will let me do shows. I said, "Dude, relax. It's not about you right now." He was just. And I looked at my other son, the middle son. He was like, oh, "I want to get up there." I said, "Just cheer for your brother. Just, just, just cheer for your brother. <laughs> yeah. Support. Offer support Offer from support, the family. Man. Yeah. But he's got the uh, he's got the eye of the tiger. You could tell yeah. he wants to." be on stage and he's a natural when he's up there and if if he's at that age already being like yeah i don't i don't care about the venue i don't care if there's netflix cameras here i don't care if it's costing a quarter million dollars to produce special. Just, get me up. just give me up he was on we was we did a radio interview the other day to promote the show and the, 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 the personality asked him hunter what do you want for christmas at nine years old what do you want for christmas he goes what i want for christmas is two sold out shows at the yeah. loft well that you know Let's, I uh, hope the people listening. I, I hope, hope the listening. people listening. I hope want, they're listening. It, but if you're listening, you don't buy a ticket right now. You are ruining a kid's Christmas. That's right. This is his kid's Christmas. And, and, it, and I, did the host go? Where's the loft? I've never heard of that. A lot of people before. say it yeah. if they don't yeah. listen to Rock One Two. Right, right. I love that club though, man. That was my first time there. Yeah, man. It's it's a cool room, and that's what you try to explain to people too. You know, most people if they're going to go see you, they're going to see you in a 300 seat club. You yeah. know what I mean? It's a real intimate space, you know, 120 it. people, 115 people, people yep. you know, so, so, uh, you know, it's a, it's a great chance to be up and up, up personal, up and close. And I, I watched you that night just for anyone listening. This is how funny Gerald is. He got off stage and I've never seen nothing like it. The entire crowd wanted to talk to him. They just mm -hmm. came over and take pictures. Yeah. You and your son and took I, pictures with yeah. everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you were uh, giving people your social medias and everything. You know, it's a... Uh it's a cool. It's a cool thing, man. You you guys really uh, take care of the people who become fans of you, and I, and, and you know you deserve the success. Yeah, I, I met a nice future ex wife that night. Yeah, <laughs> another one. Another one. Another one. <laughs> yeah, uh, my, mine hasn't even been born yet. So there you go. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but the uh, what I was gonna say. This is uh, comedian Gerald Kelly, Kelly with us in the studio. Going to be at uh, Loft this weekend. Uh, the family business thing. I really, I, I think that's so cool. I mean, what a great way to stay close with your yes. with your sons by having them be interested in the same things that you are. I, it's um, it's 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 amazing. It's a beautiful feeling, but it's a lot of a lot of work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. The difference between us and the Waynans, the Waynan brothers, they were brothers and sisters, and they were yeah. all. At a certain age, they you know they were grown. You know what I'm yeah. saying, 19, 20, 21, whatever, thirty. But um, with us, it's my children have started stand up at such a young age. It has not always been that easy to get them to grasp. You either want to do this or you don't. 
Yeah, this is not a. This isn't a half-in proposition. You cannot. And and wh- I one of the things I think of is you have to like your kid wanting to get on stage that night. Yeah. One of the lessons that everyone who does comedy learns uh, is it's a business of rejection too. It's, it is. There's, there's a lot of no's. There's a lot of stuff you can't take things personal. Mm-hmm. There's and to be able to process that at a young age, you have to have a different mentality than the kids of your age group, and you have to have a thick skin, you know? I mean, my little son, his, when you tell him no, he goes and calls another comic. <laughs> That's good, though. <laughs> I gotta call somebody yeah. else. Dad, goes, my dad won't let me do this. My dad won't yeah. let me do this, yeah. and I'm like, dude. But you know what's great? Like, so, like, you talk about uh, the family stuff, like uh, the Waynes or uh, Chris Rock, like, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. him and Tony, Tony Rock, Rock, his brother, yeah, is yeah. as funny as Chris. As yeah, he, he, is, me. he is, he is, really is. Great dude. Yeah. And, you know, even like Charlie Murphy, like mm-hmm. I worked with Charlie and, and uh, his uncle Ray, who's, who's like Eddie's father. Real fam- funny family. Yeah, that's what I say. It's like Hilarious. that family thing, you know. That's uh, that's awesome. That's it's great. Uh, this is uh, comedian Gerald Kelly in the studio. You, can you stick around for a little bit? I'm going to stick around, man. All right. Well, All right. We, we'll be back with you probably in about 10 minutes or so. It's uh, 7.58 with Bax and Nagel and Marty Caproni and uh, comedian Gerald Kelly in the studio with us. On Rock 102. This station is now the ultimate. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It is uh, 8.10 at uh, Rock 102. It's the uh, Bax and Nagel Show. Bax out on uh, vacation until January 2nd. But uh, Marty Caproni is here uh, filling in in the hot seat. And uh, he's, he's doing a damn fine job. A damn fine job. You're doing a damn good I, job. I, you know, way. I'm trying my best, Steve. Well, that's all we, anybody can do. I'm on about three hours of sleep. <laughs> Are you? Well, oh, from last night's show. Yeah, you know, I mean, you're able to bounce your spot and and dance out the door. I have to stay there and uh, sweep up, clean up the floors. Well, a, somebody's got to do that, and I'm glad it's not me. It's so, all the glamour. You know? uh, but Loft Comedy Club's got two shows this weekend with uh, comedian Gerald Kelly, who's in the studio with us, who's joining us from last hour. Uh, good morning, Gerald. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to be in this cold weather. <laughs> yeah, it's a little warm in here. It's, it's it was warm in toasty. here, but outside. Yeah. Woo. Oh, yeah, it's, it's toasty. It's, you don't get this in L.A., do you? It's, nah, uh, not at all. <laughs> I saw a prostitute frozen outside. <laughs> There's a guy next to her holding money. He was frozen. I was like, it's cold outside. <laughs> when it's cold outside. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, uh, I'm telling everybody, uh, they really should see you. So if they're sitting around right now trying to make a decision what they're going to do with this weekend, they should they should go to loftcomedyclub.com and get their tickets now to see you either tonight or, or Saturday night. Or tomorrow. Saturday yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's a good so, way to kick off Christmas week. Yes, it? it is. It is. It is. I um, you know, it's the beauty of it is, man. Um, we have this initiative. Me and my sons, we travel the world, man. Uh, and we just got back from. I was in uh Europe. Oh, we nice. In Europe we was in the Netherlands. We was in uh Rotterdam and. Uh, oh shoot. Yeah, we were everywhere, man. And we got this thing called Stand Up for the Homeless. Oh, cool. Yeah, we do. Uh, we 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 travel the country, the world, whatever we're at performing, and we sell our merchandise all over the country. We sell our merchandise. Stand up for the homeless, and we use every dime to to go find homeless people off the streets and put them, get them in hotels and feed them and get them in apartments. and And now what we're doing is we grab, we're getting a couple homeless people off the like today we're gonna get some homeless people off the streets, take them and get haircuts, feed them, get them hotels, and bring them to the comedy shows this weekend. That's I awesome. listened to you. I listened to you talk about this uh, after the show when we were yes. talking with a group of people. You were talking about yeah. your passion for that, 
and uh, it was you, it was is very clear that you're passionate about it. Yes. You know, uh, and all I could I I felt like the biggest piece of garbage because I was like, here they have standard for the homeless, and I have uh, I have stare ahead for the homeless. Uh, when I'm at the stoplight and they come up and they tap on the window of my car, I just, I, I you would think oh, that I stare ahead. Please, please I just stare ahead. Ten, my ten, eyes <laughs> locked on the bumper in front of me. Ten yards stared dead, dead ahead. <laughs> dead sorry, ahead. I, I'm sorry. I don't see you. I don't see you. Yeah. You don't exist. Hey, man, those people are, are, are just as important as we are, man. It's true. And for the last eight years, seven years, me and my sons have put at least about 912 homeless people. In, in hotels and apartments, we got we just got a, a a homeless woman and her two children off the streets of L.A. Got her a studio apartment in Los Angeles, man. Uh, the first six months, we got the first six months rent free. Oh wow! Because because the, the when when I brought them to the show, brought her to the show, stood her up and and told her story. Mm-hmm. There was a gentleman in there who owns apartment complexes. And he says, I want to give her six months rent-free. Da, 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 da. So she's been in there for two and a half weeks that, now. That's awesome. That's, yeah, I, yeah. I think that's pretty amazing yeah. that uh, you, you know, people who show. Because how many people, you know, like Marty just said, how many people you know drive by, you're sitting at a traffic yeah. light. A lot of people don't want to deal with it because it's like you're you're almost too afraid to say, God, I don't want to ever be like that. Yeah, and, and, and you don't want to uh, get out of your element by 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 interacting with somebody. But they're human beings, just they're like human everybody beings, is. man. Yeah. And it's and I've been around a lot yeah. of them, man. I um I you know stand up for the homeless is a double entendre. We're stand up comedians, and me and my sons are standing up for their rights and standing up for their life. And yeah. you know um I I I don't know if my my wife is listening, but if she is, this is her first time hearing this story. Well, we were in Jacksonville, Florida, and we saw some homeless people, and uh, we uh, we went outside. It was about forty of them in front of a shelter. They couldn't get in the shelter at a certain time. It's cut cut off time. Uh. They couldn't get in. So we went and bought a bunch of airbeds and bought a bunch of radios, like two radios with the batteries, the old school radios. Yeah, yeah. Bought a whole bunch of food, Popeyes, Wendy's, juices, <laughs> nice. And we partied all night long outside with the homeless with the homeless people. See now, now that's a party. The kids didn't even go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. The kid, hey. my, my kids were up all night dancing. We did Soul Train Line, stand-up comedy. It was about 45 homeless people. One I, guy walked up to me and said, dude, do me a favor. Can you let the people out there who are not homeless, tell them to stop looking at us and judging us? This guy made so much sense. He says, people look at us and go, you're probably going to use the money to use drugs. Dude, if you were sleeping in the snow, the rain, the heat, the concrete, yeah. no food, you use drugs too. Yeah, well, it's true. Yeah. That part's true. I would buy drugs. I'd buy That's drugs exactly in heartbeat. I would do. I, would I, mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I mean, some of us use them just to get I, through college, know, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, I think that that's a that's a great uh, thing that you guys do. Is there information where somebody can go and donate to this online if they're not well, able to make you, it out to your? What show? happens is now um, you could just go to uh, you can go to go to my site, go to geraldkelly.com oh, or, nice. go to, or just go to Gerald Kelly on IG. Hit me up on Instagram or Facebook, and then DM me, send me a message. So what we're doing right now is I'm developing this into a a TV show, a series mm-hmm. called Stand Up for the Homeless, and. My my mission. There's a video on my IG where it was. I was just coming to do a radio interview in Atlanta. Oh no! Nice. But, but I had the shirt. To, I had the shirt to give to the radio personality. And outside the station downstairs was a, a gentleman in a wheelchair pushing his chair. He was going to a veterans hospital. It was a homeless veteran. Those two words should never exist. Exist. Yeah, yeah. Homeless veteran. Homeless veteran. So 
I said, dude, where you going? He says, I'm trying to get on the bus to go to the veterans hospital. I said, are you homeless? He goes, yeah, I'm homeless. I said, did you, did you, come on, we'll put you in an Uber or ride with us. Come on, we'll take you to the hospital. I said, did you eat yet? He says, no. I said, hell no. We're going to eat now. Let's go. Matter of fact, I'm doing the radio. I'm Gerald Kelly. Da, da, da. Come on the radio with me. I brought him on the radio with oh, me. Oh, that's cool. Right? Told his story in the air. And people, the lines went crazy. Right? After, this, after the interview, we go eat. We go in a nice restaurant, eat. I take him get a haircut. And I go, so you still got to go to the vet? He said, I still got to go to the hospital to get my medicine. We go to the hospital to get his medicine. And he's looking at me like, I go, what's wrong? He goes, I guess I'm going to be back on the streets tonight. I said, no, the hell you not. I said, I'm staying in uh, the Marriott. And you're going to be either in my room with me for the next five days or you're going to get your own room. Uh, you're getting off the streets, dude. Got him off the streets, got my hair cut, got him at the hotel. The general manager, where I went down to talk to him about when I leave, can I keep this guy staying here? With He says, dude, not only can he stay here for three more days, I'm going to get him another week here for free. Oh, take, well. take your card off file. We don't need your card on file. All incidentals, we're going to. Give him food every day, three meals a day. I love what you're doing. I appreciate what you're doing. Boom. This guy calls me yesterday. You ready for this? Yeah. He goes, you're not going to believe this right here. He goes, Gerald, what's going on? It's John. I said, what's happening, man? They go from homeless guy to, <laughs> you know the name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. John. I said, what's happening, John? He says, man, I love you, man. What's your routing number in your bank? <laughs> I said, what? He said, what is your routing number in the bank you bank with because I want to send you something. What? No, you don't give anybody that information. I said, no, 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 no. He wanted, no, 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 it's not that. He wanted to. Gerald's like, then he cleaned out my bank account. He wanted to put money. He was at a bank. He wanted to go find out what bank I go. Well, bank I bank. He wanted to put. And I says, dude, you don't have to give me no money. He says, dude, I'm up right now. You changed my life. I want to repay you. I said, no, don't worry about that. And I said, if you ask one more time, well, you know what? Here's my cell. Take <laughs> hey, hey, I'll pay hey, it forward uh, to somebody else. Hey, you know Na- Nagel's mean? done plenty of that for uh, for girls that are putting their way through medical school by working at the uh, Magic Lantern and the center stage. Oh, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, all, the, all those. All <laughs> change those some lives. Okay, all right. Change some lives, <laughs> that's, man. That's how we do it. No, that's that's uh, cool you say because Atlanta has a crazy homeless problem. Which I, yeah, they do. No one warned me. And when you, when you fly into Atlanta for shows – they have a great public transportation. You take a train right into wherever you want to go in the yeah, city, the right? Yep. So no one told me, though, when you get off the train, there's going to be homeless people everywhere. I got off the, the train, and this dude seen me coming a mile away and just came up and goes, hey, man, what are you looking for? Like he was a tour guide. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm looking for this hotel. He's like, oh, it's about three blocks from here. But you probably need me to walk with you. And I was like, uh, sure. I go, what, what, can I, what can I do for you? He's like, it's- oh, you can just uh, throw me like 20 bucks. I was like. You know what? All right, you're my guy. Here's yeah. 20 bucks. And this dude walked me, and it was a good thing I hired him because all he did was keep all the other homeless people away, away from, from asking me yeah. for more money. Exactly. <laughs> oh, hey, you know, that's, it's, he's, the, he's the concierge of Yeah, uh, but, of I, but, but it was funny because I was like, you know, if I didn't talk to him, if I was just yeah. like, hey, here's five bucks, just leave me alone. And I just went to throw and I was trying to give five bucks to everyone. who <laughs> bought, been, I would have been broke, broke by the time I got, by got the to the hotel. It was crazy. Broke, it was crazy. Ger- Gerald, all I'm picturing is when you're telling me you're bringing these folks into a, a Marriott, you must be like Richard Gere bringing Julia Roberts in this like, four-star hey. hotels are like, oh, sure, that's your niece. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, let me tell you something. I've watched in my career with my sons, and, and Little Hunter told yep. a story on the radio the other day. We watched 
um, managers at, at certain hotels look at the people and go, no, 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 no. They can't stay they here. Won't. Yeah. I usually get that on the weekends yeah. when I go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, no, no. You can't stay here. I have the credit yeah. card for incident. It's like, come on. So sometimes, I, sometimes <laughs> I just have to just check me in. At, like I'm getting the room, and then and then, and then take them, the them upstairs or whatever. It was a guy recently, man, in Philadelphia at one of my shows. You know, we, we did the show. We went and got him. He was under the bridge, and we got him from under the bridge. Brought him into the venue, and he was so nervous, man. He was so nervous. And I said, "What's wrong, man? I don't know any of these people." I said, "Neither do I." <laughs> he said, "You don't know these people?" I said, "I'm performing. Take all the free stuff you can get you your hands on. Let's get the free stuff. Like <laughs> you know, what I'm saying, let's go, man. Let's have a ball." So, that's that's one of those things that I do think about sometimes. Like when you do a bigger show, like a theater or an arena, yeah, and you're yeah. with like. Uh, I'm always just like the, the scummy support guy, you know, but they, they have sometimes they put out these elaborate spreads of food. Yeah. And then you go in there oh, and no one's eating it. And, and then it all gets thrown out. Yeah. And there's right? like, yeah. you know, three hundred dollars worth of cold cuts yeah. and fruit bowls and, 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 and seafood appetizers there. And I always I always stuff my face because I feel like I don't want this to go to waste. You know what I mean? Like I don't yeah. want but I was on the road with somebody and they were like, Hey, we could we could we can give this food to some homeless people and they just started boxing it up and they did that. And but, I was like, Oh, that's a good uh, that's a good thought. You know what drives me nuts? Uh, and we, we do uh, we do a huge event here every year for okay. food insecurity. We we uh, broke the record this year, two hundred and thirty four thousand dollars for the greater uh, uh, Springfield yes, Open Pantry. Yes, yes. Yep. And uh, but when when you see like a Walmart and they're like, ah, oh, we're gonna throw all this stuff away in the yeah. dumpster. It's like you know how like we if you Tons. get a team of people together, you could make meals out of that stuff before it goes expired, and you and you could feed half the community. It's here. the American way. Americans yeah. waste. throw away so much food, man, and everything just. You I'm know. guilty of it now too. I think everyone is, you know. I'm a big dude. I don't throw away food at all. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's the other problem yeah. when they give you the free food on the we're, road. We're all you know? the same uh, I, same way. I'm not like throwing away any food, man. Yeah. Not at all, man. I'm I'm excited about what's going on, man. It's tonight, eight o'clock show. Eight o'clock show. Yeah. Uh, Tomorrow, eight o'clock show. Eight o'clock show. So if you're listening right now, man, get your tickets. To come out and see Gerald. You I, you will thank me after. I promise you. You'll message me and be like, hey, man, thanks. He's really, really, really funny. Uh, comedian Gerald Kelly, thanks. So so much for your time today. It's Man. great work what you're doing here with the appreciate homeless. You, and, appreciate uh, you guys. We, we appreciate me. you and uh, Merry Christmas to you. Yes, sir. It's uh, it's 823 at Rock 102. Steve, what do you suppose it means when a woman says don't get... Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 840 and Foreigner on Rock 102. This is Bax and Nega light this week as Bax is on vacation until uh, January 2nd. Uh, but, very uh, insulting to me, Steve. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well it's, it's, it's light. I didn't say it's Bax and Nagel heavy. Oh, well, did I? Now it's a now it's a fat joke. I see where you're going. Uh, but uh, but we've been just uh, you know Gerald Car- Kelly was supposed to leave and uh, he just stuck around. I I, I think he's. Well, we always tell everyone it's the show in between the yeah. commercials while everyone else can't listen. That's the most fun. Yes, and, yeah. uh, yes, it's yes. been fun since you were so we're like, hey, stay <laughs> stay again. I'm uh, having a ball, man. Yeah. I Comedi- don't want to leave. Comedian Gerald Kelly is going to be at Loft Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow night for yes. two shows. And uh, and and we can expect your family to be there too, right? Yeah, yeah. My sons Isaiah, Joshua, actually Joshua and Hunter. Isaiah's not going to be able to make it tonight, but Isaiah, Joshua He's and Hunter. Too big for you guys now? Oh, no, he... no, no. Ever since, <laughs> let me say something. He calls me up and he goes, "Hey, man, you know I'm, I'm with UTA now, and I just got a I got a show <laughs> paying me ten thousand. I can't do your little loft show." I said, "Little loft? Okay, little yeah, loft." I see you, okay. Yeah. So he calls me last night and he goes, hey, man, I think my show might be um, 
canceled. I might be able to come. I go, nah, we good. We got you replaced. <laughs> yeah. We got Eddie Diesel. I was to say, you got, you got Eddie, Eddie Diesel. Diesel coming through. <laughs> Eddie's no joke either. Eddie's funny, man. Eddie's funny Eddie, guy, man. Eddie Diesel's dude. coming through, man. Uh, it's just going to be an amazing show, man. My son, my middle son, uh, he's in uh, New Jersey. He's on his way up now. Oh, nice. Plays basketball. Right? Oh, really? He's a, he's a senior at 17 years old. He's a senior in high school. Plays basketball, right? He sucks. <laughs> Horrible <laughs> in basketball. You sound like my dad. Come on. <laughs> Listen, you got his dads have to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I went to this kid's game. And I and, and I was I was like, you know what? Thank God for comedy. <laughs> but this kid has the best sneakers on. He has the LeBrons that LeBron don't have. He got the you know what I'm saying? He got the arm sleeves and all, all the equipment looking good. Not one second of playing time. Now his mom is that good. Moms yeah. are different. Moms are different than dads. Mom is like, it's okay. At least it's on the team. Yeah. Dads is I'm yelling out, you know how much them sneakers cost? <laughs> Get them in the game. So I asked the coach, his mom asked the coach, she says, um, this is a different day. She asked the coach, why doesn't he get playing time? Coach goes, Josh knows why he doesn't get playing time. <laughs> so then, then I'm there, and I'm going, I don't even ask him that. I go, coach, um, what does he need to work on? Coach is honest. His whole game. <laughs> so I said, how is he on the team? How is he on the team? If he can't because okay, he can't play basketball, right? So then my son goes, so dad, I was a little upset because I haven't played in, in any game yet, but it's still early. I said, dude, you played 12 games. You ain't getting the game yet. He says, so there's NBA players that never get in the game. I said, they're millionaires. <laughs> Last time I ch- checked, I take care of you, dude. This dude had a – man. Listen, I, that's the kind of parenting that kids need now that no one does – now everyone, you know, it's the, the, the we don't, we don't want to, my, my kid's school, I was talking about this the other day, you know, my kid wants to be in like the top 10 of her class or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, those are the goals that when she set up, right. and they're like, we're not doing class ranking anymore because it makes uh, too much pressure on the other kids yes. and makes some kids feel bad. I said, well, too bad. I was the bottom of my class. I finished 458 out of 460 kids. I'm sure one kid died and one kid moved away. Moved away. I knew I was a loser, and you know what? It helped me. I realized my career wasn't going to be in academia. I thought you were going to say 458 out of 457. Yeah. <laughs> See, my, my, my son, Joshua, he doesn't get it. He called me last night, right? His mom sends me a recording. I'm out last night. Sends me a recording. She goes, she texts me and goes, check your WhatsApp, because she has an Android, not an iPhone. Okay. She goes, check your WhatsApp, right? I said, what's up? She said, I sent you a video. She videotaped the game last night. How did he do? He played for the first time this season. Uh, did he score? He scored two points. All right. Right. Had, hold on, hold on now, hold on now. Had an assist and a rebound and a steal. He's jubilee. He's going crazy after the game. They lost by 56 points. <laughs> so I talked to him. I go, dude, how you feel? I feel amazing, Dad. I, I said, dude, let's see. I'm an honest dad. Yeah. I said, the only reason you, you were in the game is because at halftime, you were losing by five touchdowns in a basketball game. But yeah, Dad, we could have been 58 points. That's what he away. said. Yeah. That's what he just yeah, said. Yeah, right. It could have been worse, Dad. Right. I said, dude, you don't get it. Listen, you I'll tell you it. this. 
Uh, if basketball doesn't work out for him, he could probably play for the Patriots for the last couple yeah, of games I of know, this season. <laughs> hey, man, I went to a Patriots game this year, and oh, Bill Belichick was I'm, like, hey, I love your comedy. Uh, can you quarterback? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> well, you can probably catch better than most of the oh, members man. on the team right now. Yeah. But you know, how soon we forget, though? How soon we forget? Oh, yeah. No. As fans, we forget quickly. I said that. Everyone wants that guy's job, and this, then I go, 20, imagine going to work and killing it for 24 20 years. years in a row. Come on. And then and then you have one off year and everyone's like, You're you gotta we gotta fire this guy. Sounds I, sounds like marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Marty and I were talking about this yesterday. I think they're doing this on purpose at this point just because they get the draft, get the draft picks at the end of the season. I mean you're you you're you're already have eliminated yourself from playoff contention weeks ago. You know, now you can say, Well, you know what? Let's just have fun and the I'll tell you this, the the they also have the most, I think, cap space of any team. So if you keep him in as coach and you get him a little help as GM, next year they're going to be a whole different squad, man. And that dude didn't forget how to coach. So if you get a good draft pick, actually they don't even get one good draft. They're going to have like three three great draft pick picks. I think time has passed them. You think so? I think I think it's time for Belichick. We we love you, Bill. You're one of the greatest coaches ever, if not the greatest. Yeah. But when 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 TB left, that yeah. was it. Mm-hmm. Well, Tom Brady left. That was it. Yeah, but he's the guy who developed Tom Brady. He's the guy who drafted Tom Brady. He's the guy who kept Tom Brady. So I always looked at it like you, everyone says, "Well, he's nothing without him." It's like actually, I mean, Tom Brady was nothing without Bill. Bill's the he well, probably Tom Brady. He, he Tom might Brady, have never even seen playing time in the NFL. Tom Brady went and took a, a college team in Tampa to the Super Bowl and won won the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, they had a good de- yeah, I, I guess, but they had a good defense. You I, know, I think Tom had a lot to do with lot, the camaraderie. No, no, of the team listen, yes, and all that yeah, stuff. Tom yeah. Brady's the best uh, football player. Yeah, Tom Brady and LT are the best. To me, the the best two football players. We were having that game. debate yesterday at the barbershop, right? I love Tom Brady. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm not from New England. I'm, I'm from New York. But yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't like so the you're Giants. A Giants fan? No, 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 no. The Giants lost to DeVry College last week. <laughs> <laughs> Giants sucked. Giants sucked. Giants Sal, well, you got Sally Struthers as a coach over there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you can't be getting anywhere. <laughs> Come on, man. Give me a break. Giants, Jets, Mets, Yankees. Uh, that New York is, you know, but but in, in Red Sox, too. We throw them all in there. Um, but I'm a John Elway guy. Okay. And a Dan Marino guy. And a Joe Montana guy. All right. So we were having that conversation yesterday. The greatest quarterback ever. Because you have seven Super Bowl rings. We're not talking about championships come from teams. Yeah. Yeah. And eras. It's a lot easier for Michael Jordan to win a lot of those championships than it was for, you know, Carl Malone and those yeah. guys. Yeah. And, you know, Joe, you know, uh, the, the guys that played Bernard King and Patrick Ewing and those guys to win chips, you know, some of those chips are watered down. Well, the 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 no one ever talks about this aspect of everything, but the greatest thing that made them be able to be dominant was the fact that Tom was pretty selfless as far as salary goes. He knew he was the best quarterback yes. in the league, but he was willing to take a mid-rate salary as long as they surrounded him with other pieces that he could win with. Once you lose him, now the Patriots, if they don't have a rookie, which you see what how that works out yeah. if you got a one or two year quarterback, now you you have to pay market value for a quarterback. If the quarterback's not going to take a deal, now you're competing on a on a level playing field with everyone else, trying to fill in those other pieces. 
And that is not an easy task. Then you have to pick your shots, pick one or two years where you can compete, and then you're going to be back to not competing for two years and then back in again. But do you guys remember? See, people forget. There were were years where the fans in New England used to wear the bags over their head. Oh, yeah. No, well, they're doing it again now. (laughs) You guys got spoiled up here. Like us Yankee fans in New York got spoiled. And, you know, we talk about the championships the Yankees won. We haven't won a championship in a long time. <laughs> well, but, but you know, I'm a Yankee fan too, and yeah. and people Ugh. will say, you know, you, you, you hear the other fans go, hey, yeah, all the the '90s, you know, the late '90s were the greatest. Yeah. But there's there's a common factor with that. It's the camaraderie among the team. If right. you don't have the team, you could you could spend five hundred million dollars yes. on a payroll. Yep. You could spend a billion dollars on matter. a payroll. That all that creates is just ego clashes. That's it. Yeah. Yep. And but but when you got got you know it, it was two thousand nine. I think it was uh, when they were throwing the pies in each other's faces at yes. the end. Uh, yes. Every time they you know yeah. the cross yeah. play. Exactly. That that's camaraderie. Yep. That's like you know goofing that was, around. That's, that's right. guys you know Fun. sticking together. Fun. Yeah. Listen, Coming together. Two thousand and four Red Sox. Exactly. Okay. Perfect example. Jason Veritek. The Tom Brady of the Red Sox. Yes. He was the glue that held the team together. Once he jammed that mitt in A Rod's face and everything. It changed the history of the franchise. Yeah. That guy was the linchpin to the whole thing. I did end up uh, really insulting him later on. He was my hero. I went Jason to like, Baratek? yeah, I was doing the celebrity golf tournament. Uh-oh, it was, uh, uh-oh. it was, uh, I think it was Johnny. Shots fired. Let me move over here. It was yeah, Johnny Damon's. It was Johnny Damon's celebrity golf tournament, and they hired me to be on a hole and heckle and do the heckling. They heckle the people, that. and the people had to put money in a box to get me to stop heckling. So some of the players were really funny. You know what I mean? Like they come up to the tee box. Uh, um, uh, John Starks from the Knicks. He comes. Oh, Starks. He, he comes up to the tee box, puts a hundred in the thing, and says, "You shut up." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah, get a yeah, word yeah. out. I was like, "That's right. pretty funny." But Veritek shows up, and he gained a lot of weight. You know, because when he stopped playing, yeah. and everyone's laughing because they see me getting ready, and he puts the ball down, puts it on the tee, backs up to the ball, and everything. And I go, "Hey, Tech." Not kidding. I'm a huge, huge fan. And he goes, Oh yeah. And he already knows. He goes, yeah. Oh yeah. You could tell he wants to like punch me in the face. And I go, I go, You miss it? And he's what, what retired? I go, You miss, you know, just being back there behind the plate, putting the fingers down. And he's like, <laughs> like he thinks I'm about to say like a yeah. dinner plate or yeah. whatever. And I go, I go, What do you what do you do now? I go, you put down like a one for a chicken parm, a two oh. for a meatball, seven, oh. three. Oh. He puts fifty in the thing. And he, he puts 50 and he goes, that's enough out of you. But I was like, no, no, wait. You're like my you hero. insulted Jason He wouldn't even Veritek? look at me. And then it, it started raining. They had a lightning alert. Yeah. So I'm stuck out on the teapot. I didn't have a way to get back to the clubhouse. He pulls up in his cart. It's pouring rain on me. There's lightning everywhere. There's sirens yeah. going off. And he goes, you need a ride? I go, yeah. He goes, too fat to fit you in the cart, buddy. Flips ah! me off and drives away. Drive. <laughs> that's awesome. That's hey, pretty you, good. You yeah. know, we all have our hero yeah, and stories and, and sports. Yeah. yeah, you know, and comedy and sports go hand in hand. Huge. But you never know until you meet these guys how big of comedy fans are. These guys have Kyrie Irving. Those guys have come out to my shows and it's Rod crazy. Strickland. Those Rod Strickland. I saw him this summer. He was like, "Yo, dude, you're one of the funniest comedians in the world. Wherever you had him coming." Me and my buddy in, in L. A. About twelve years ago, about eh, about twelve, thirteen years ago. I'll never forget. He calls me and goes, "He cuts. He cuts Shaquille O'Neal's hair. Oh, cuts wow. a lot of celebrities' hair. It's a Sunday." We got to go to church. He goes, hey, man, I can't pick you up for church today, man, because um, uh, I can't pick you and the wife up for church because a uh, big fella just called me and said, 
Kobe needs a haircut at the Lakers practice facility. I said, well, I'm not going to church either. I'm going <laughs> with you to the Lakers <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife was like, you're going where? He's sweeper like, on the chair. you guys go to church. Tell, church, tell, church happens every church day. Church happens every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell God to say hello if he's at the church <laughs> that you're going to. I said, but I'm going to. We ride two and a half hours in traffic in L.A. to the Lakers facility. for him. To, I never met Kobe. He wants to go cut Kobe's hair. Now, he's now in the car the whole ride. He's like, man, I'm not really a big Kobe fan. I'm just doing this because Shaq wants me to do a favor. <laughs> Talking trash, right? We get to the facility. Practice been over. There's one guy still practicing. Kobe? Kobe. Yep. He has this, yep, this, this the, you know, the gray duct tape? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has his whole right side of the body duct taped around. His whole arm can't move the right arm. He's running layup drills, sprinting. With his left hand. He's already a Hall of Famer about to be. Yeah. He's already a 12-time, 15-time superstar, all-star. He has championships galore. And he walks over to us. The trainer cuts the tapes off. He looks at Chuck. He goes, you're the barber, right? He goes, Chuck goes, yeah, I'm the barber. And he looks at me. He goes, hey, man, you're a funny mf -er. That's oh, cool. That's he awesome. Knew, yeah. He said, I've been that's following great. you. You're a funny mf -er. I said, man, you know my work? He said, come on, man, Mary Hello Lamb by Michael Jackson, the joke you do. We love that in my house. That's I'm crazy. like, oh. I wasn't even a big Kobe fan at that time. <laughs> now, I don't know where this shirt came from. <laughs> I opened up my T-shirt, and I got on the Kobe T-shirt under it. I'm like, yeah. it's a little small, didn't fit. But he goes, um, look at Chuck. He goes, you want to cut my hair here in the facility or in the back? Chuck goes, I'll cut you right now, right here. Puts a smock on him, lines him up, cut his hair down a little That's bit. Cool. Then after after the haircut, Kobe goes, um, how much I owe you, man? So Chuck just just give me five hundred dollars. Kobe goes, five hundred dollars for a haircut? Yeah. yeah. If I wasn't Kobe Bryant, would you charge me five hundred dollars for a haircut? Chuck got mad. Now remember, he's not a Kobe fan, he's just doing this for Shaq. Yeah, yeah. He goes, if you wasn't effing Kobe Bryant, I wouldn't have drove two and a half hours, missed church, <laughs> drug my boy out the house, he missed church, his wife, my wife mad at us, just cut your hair. Kobe goes, you're right. Here's a check, $5,000 oh. for a haircut. Then oh, nice. wrote another check, $2,500, gave it to me, and said, this for you being a funny MF, take this phone number, stay in contact with me. Any Lakers game you want to come to, let me know. Uh, I would have been, you... been at every game that season. Man, was, man, let me tell you, <laughs> I was at almost every game. <laughs> every a great game. story. They played against the really sorry cool. Clippers back then. I'm right there. No matter who they played against, I'm right there. And I, I'll never forget it, man. I, 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 Who's the biggest, uh, like, your comedy hero, your biggest comedy hero that you got to meet or work with? Uh, met, let me, oh, question. watch this. You ready for this? I'm going to let you go, guys. Right. But check this out. I'm on stage at the Laugh, the Laugh Factory in L.A. Yeah. A couple years ago, about two years ago. I'm killing. You only got 15 minutes in L.A. Yeah, yeah. I don't care who you are. You got 15 minutes That's in it. L.A. I'm on stage. They're giving me the light within five minutes. Ah, uh, so you know it's good. I'm give, giving me the light to get off. For those listening, uh, if if they light you early, it's mean they're bumping you for somebody else, a bigger name yeah. or whatever. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. The, I'm sweating. Big dude's sweating. I'm killing the jokes. So I ignore the light. We're comics. We know how to yeah. ignore light. You look the other direction like you don't see the light. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. And you go, so how you doing over here? You guys doing good on this side? <laughs> so I'm I'm killing this show. The the host, Chris Spencer, I'll never forget, he walks up with the light to the middle of the stage <laughs> like this. I looked to my left, dude, in the batter's box. Who was it? On deck, Chappelle. Oh, well, nah, there you go. Yeah, right man. next to Chappelle, Chris Tucker. 
Oh, man. You ready for this? I go, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Gerald Kelly. God bless y'all. Crowd going crazy, right? I'm sweating. I walk off. My little son hugged me. Great job, Dad. People giving me dap. The host doesn't even go upstage and says, one more time for Gerald Kelly. He doesn't do none of that. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, you never know who might walk up and show up here at Chocolate Sunday's Laugh House, Laugh Factory in L.A. Put your hands together for Dave Chappelle. Wow. Yeah, man. place goes wild. Place goes crazy. I'm over there like this. <laughs> yeah. Right? No one's even thinking about my set anymore. So Dave goes, he gets on stage, man, one more time for Gerald Kelly, man. <laughs> Putting a stamp on it. Yeah, yeah. Funny dude. Always been a funny dude. Not only is he funny, his kids are funny too. Oh, so that's The whole funny. family funny, man. Stamping it in Hollywood. Stamping oh, it. that's nice. Then he does his about 10 minutes, rips. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for me to get out of the way. Got a real comedian that came with me tonight. Chris Tucker! Chris comes on stage and kills it. That's like 10 minutes. Give it up for, man. Give it for Dave, man. One more time, man. Dave crazy, yeah. man. Dave went to Africa, man. <laughs> I had to go get him out of Africa. He out there riding, riding horses, man. Come on back here. We need you, man. Does, one more time for Gerald Kelly, man. Man, that's Joe Jackson right there. <laughs> They just stamping me, man. Oh, that's... So here we are 30, 40 minutes later. I'm still sweating. I'm still trying to get the... So watch this. I have never seen nothing like this in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, I my hero's here tonight, man. One more time for Dave. One more time for Gerald Kelly. But my hero's here tonight, man. Eddie Murphy. Oh, see, that's... Then you're done. Wow. Eddie does not get on stage. He stands. He sits from his seat and waves his hand to the audience. That's crazy. People are almost fainting. That's crazy. This is Michael Jackson-ish. Yeah, well, yeah. Elvis Presley-ish. People, you feel me? <sighs> he just waves. Chris goes, come on, man. Come on up here, Eddie. Come on, say something to the people. Eddie, Eddie. He stands up like he's getting ready to walk up and just waves, turns around and waves. <laughs> people are going crazy, right? Then I walk over to him. I go, hey, man, it's a pleasure to meet you, man. He must be a germaphobic. He doesn't want he doesn't he doesn't let, touch people. Don't yeah, touch doesn't people. Like, so I try to shake his hand. He goes, mm. All right. I'm like saying to myself, dude, you my you my idol. Yeah, yeah. I can't shake your hand. I go, yo. He goes, Nope. So now I'm mumbling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. This guy. I'm funnier than you anyway. <laughs> I gotta take an Uber home. You probably got you got a you got a, a five hundred million dollar car outside. I'm gonna go burn that raw VHS. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. When I when I was with Charlie that time, Ray and I hit it off, and uh, I took him next door to the Scorpion Bar, which is next Ray to Murphy. Club. Ray yeah. Murphy. And Ray goes, "Man, whatever you do, don't let Charlie see this place." He goes, because if he sees it, he'll be here till 5 in the morning. I go, well, they close at 1 anyways. He goes, no, no, he'll keep it open. He'll pay him to keep it open. I go, I figure that he should be used to this. Eddie's probably got a place like this in his basement. And he goes, oh, man, Eddie's club in the basement is way nicer than this. <laughs> in the basement. In the basement. Comedian uh, Gerald Kelly is going to be at Loft Comedy Club tonight. Yes, and sir. And tomorrow night. And uh, you can get tickets at uh, loftcomedy.com. Loftcomedyclub.com, yeah. And, uh, and uh, thanks so much for coming in this morning. Man, I appreciate great time, y'all, man. man. I appreciate y'all. I think my ride is outside. All right. Good luck with the shows. And uh, it is uh, 9.01 at uh, Rock 102. How many holiday parties do you need to bring 
Well, well, college radio station, Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. The pirate uh, ship is still sailing. It's still sailing. <laughs> We're just uh, listening to bits in the background here. It's uh, Bax and Nagel with, uh, with actually uh, no Bax and uh, Marty Caproni here in the studio. Sorry about that. Sorry for the no backs, but he's enjoying his vacation. Oh, I'm sure he is. Which sure. br- brings me to a question, Steve. Yeah. And you're, because I'm not a professional broadcaster by any means. You're um, not? No, I don't know if uh, the listeners have figured that out yet. I don't know if you've noticed, but neither are we. Okay, true. <laughs> yeah, fair. Right. Um, well, Bax is kind of a professional. Eh, somewhat. All right. So here's my question. Because uh, I want to wish the listeners a Merry Christmas. You know, and but at the same time, it seems like nowadays you have to say happy holidays. Where do you fall in this Christmas? Merry Christmas versus happy holidays. Uh, I'm I'm the you do you thing. If I say Merry Christmas and you don't say it back, it doesn't really bother me. Right, I'm but you don't saying. hesitate saying you don't have that weird thing now where you kind of hesitate sometimes being like Merry Christmas, no. uh, happy do, holidays. Do you know why? Why? Because I feel that's a made up like thing that thing. people are offended yeah. by like it's not even real like yeah. nobody's really offended by the fact that you say merry christmas nobody really cares yeah I, I i i guess not but i heard so much of it that over the years it's and this is what but, i but you've heard so much of it because it's a drummed up thing to fear monger people into believing that we've lost the spirit of christmas let me tell you something man with the advent of the internet and yes. online shopping, we lost Christmas a long time yeah, ago. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Uh, well, in that case, I'd like to wish uh, the listeners a Merry Christmas. And I say this. I'm not saying it to be exclusionary. Uh, this is like when you have a car commercial and they do the thing. You're like, Merry Christmas. Offers details do not apply. Uh, I'm not saying it to be exclusionary. Uh, uh, all my Jewish friends, I said, Happy Hanukkah. Uh, Happy Kwanzaa. Happy uh, whatever, uh, uh, you know, uh, for my Muslim friends, happy Ramadan, but even though it's not the season, um, I just always feel like uh, you're not, you're not I'm, not, I'm not saying Merry Christmas because I'm saying you, you must believe in my religion. I'm just saying Merry Christmas because it's Christmas. But, but Marty. It's Christmas. Do you, do you get my point? Yeah. That you're 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 trying to create this I'm not trying to create it I'm just saying I have it in my head now Yeah but you got to get it out of your head yeah. you got to get it out of your head and realize that nobody really cares yeah. and you know what it's just something you say this time of year Right you know well, what I mean Well cuz it's Christmas Yeah but nobody 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 goes out of their way to say uh, to an Irish guy happy St Patrick's Day you know what I mean like it's just not one yeah. of those things where I don't. I, I don't. I'm trying to think of a good analogy for. Well, St. Patrick's Day, by the way, all you have to do is kiss one, and you're Irish, right? Kiss me, I'm Irish. Yeah, kiss. see, that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. included. In yeah, yeah. yeah. You, there's no kiss me, and then you're Christian. You no, as long as your Christian. liver can withstand the night, you're, right. you're Irish. Yeah, you know, right. As far as right. anybody else is concerned, right? But well, uh, but I don't. Get, you know, uh, how come nobody gets upset when nobody says Happy President's Day? You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. know, it's a, hey, Happy President's Day. What well, did you say to me? Well, if you say it now, I bet you some people get yeah, upset. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they don't deserve a day. Yeah. Now, yeah. Well, in that case, I just I say Merry Christmas to people because I I I feel in my bottom of my heart like I hope they have a great Christmas, and I don't mean the religious things of the ho- I I just mean if you're religious and you happen to share the religion with me, that's great, and if you don't. You know, I hope you have a great day off. What do you want me to tell you? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't. I, I I'm one of those people that uh, really doesn't. I mean, doesn't I get happy me. holidays is more inclusive, 
uh, in the general season in December because people are celebrating Hanukkah and people are celebrating other things. But I feel like uh, it's Christmas, right? So so Merry Christmas. What, what did the, uh, was uh, Brian Plum last night who was talking oh, about his family and because they're Jewish and what do they do on Christmas? They go to the movies. Like, <laughs> said, like yeah. but that, but the, you know, that, that's that been going on for years. Right. It's not like, you know. But ironically, that is in by itself a Christmas tr- tradition. <laughs> it is a Christmas tradition. Right. This is what we do on the day right. when everybody else is opening presents. We go to the movies. Right. Yeah. But but I don't say Merry Christmas to be exclusionary to Plum or his family. I love them. They're they're great people. Uh, I go to their house. I I sit with them. They're awesome. I uh, I say Merry Christmas because it's Christmas. And if I want to wish you a Merry Christmas, Steve, I'm going to wish you a Merry Christmas. That's you- insulting. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> see you. Yeah, you yeah. baited me into it. Well, see, I, I you know what? You don't know my real feelings <laughs> yes. until we get to the end of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, you you doing any uh, holiday? Tra- do you have any holiday traditions you do with your kid or anything uh, like that? Not really. Like yeah. not really. Just like stocking and the gifts or whatever for. But. Uh, yeah. Uh, my my tomorrow's holiday, Festivus, by the way, for the rest of us. Yeah. Right? That was well. I uh, I wasn't a Seinfeld person, so you know it's uh, that that holiday. I'm offended if you say it to me. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my, I think my biggest cr- tradition that I always had for myself was uh, I would do the shopping at the Hoyoke Mall, and I would go to yeah. Uno's, and uh, I'd have myself a couple of drinks, and then I'd walk around the mall and buy way too much stuff. Well, that's um, usually how they look at liquor yeah. up like that. But if any of you are on my social media, you have seen now that uh, the mall has lost its luster for me uh, as of late. Uh, when I went the other day. You could go into a 99 and do the same thing. No, but I went to Target and I posted that video where yeah. I had to watch a fist fight for uh, oh, that's right. you know, yeah. a, a complete brawl in, the, in a Target. And I was like, eh, maybe the mall's not for me. Yeah. Uh, my friend uh, sent me the memory on Facebook uh, that we did Christmas cookies a few years ago. <laughs> and it's basically the gingerbread man with a X-rated. With a, with a X-rated ginger. Well, I don't know. You, it's it's all in the eye of the beholder. Yeah, maybe that's, you a, know PG, what I mean? that's like, like a PG-13. It's just a turned candy cane to make it look like... Uh, <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. and there's turned. frosting and it's splattered all over and you can come up with your own conclusions about what you think that means. I'm not telling you that it's uh, no, no. X-rated. Well, it's like the guy who came in here with a coffee and he was uh, the coffee was called Frosty Balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Frosty the name balls. of the coffee because it's the season. Coffee. Frosty. I uh, <laughs> I don't have any, like, tradition. Like no. To, to, no, that's what I was gonna ask you. I don't. I, I like. I don't. We do all. We do is we open one gift. Everybody's allowed to open one gift oh, on nice. Christmas Eve, and it's usually like something we can all participate in, like a game or something like that. You know, that's we, what we, you guys we, do. Yeah. It's, yeah. I, I don't expect. I don't want gifts at this age. I. You know, these people who who worry about other adults oh. getting gifts. It's like. We're adults. If in you my want family, something, you save the money and you buy it. In my family, that ended. You, you had a great childhood. Like your birthdays, everything yeah. up until you were like 13, 14. And at that point, it was like, all right, the gig's up. You know what I mean? And Christmas kind of ended for us uh, a little later, maybe like 17, 18. You yeah. know? And then somehow that shifted at 18. My brother and I would always buy my parents like something cool you know when we both had jobs and stuff like we would buy them something like they my they needed a refrigerator so we're like we're yeah. getting mom and dad a fridge you know like stuff like that but um i i think that the holidays are really for kids you know like the christmas it's it's for the little ones you know that the presents and all that stuff other than that you just wish people Merry there, christmas. there should be no pressure to buy another adult gifts 
No. I, it's just, especially even if you're, like, married. Like, you you have the gift. The gift is your children that you're giving gifts to. Yeah, like why, why wouldn't you spend gathering. that money on the kids so they can have a better childhood than buying yourself? You know, I, I yeah. don't know. Maybe, maybe people listening disagree. I don't know, because I do have some friends that I know buy elaborate gifts yeah. and stuff like that for uh, for themselves. I just, uh, it's not my thing. Last night I put up on the, uh, the socials after I got home from the show. Yeah, at loft. I I was sitting there at, in my in my living room. And yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. staring at the Christmas tree because I like look. It's always nice when the lights are off and the Christmas tree lights are on. Yeah, and yeah, you yeah. just kind of be like, oh wow, this reminds me of my dad when he used to get drunk and fall past <laughs> out under the tree. This was great. But I'm staring at this ornament. I have no idea where it came from. I think it might have been one of my late wife's that, that you know carries yeah. on because you just open the box of ornaments every year and there's new ones from the previous year and and whatnot. And there's this uh, this one. It's this creepy looking Santa Claus. I saw that. And uh, so I put it up and I said, "This is my creepiest ornament. What's yours?" And people uh, people take the call for that. It's they, a great. They, that's they a will, great question. It is. And uh, and and these uh, these folks uh, put up some really creepy stuff. Um, I don't know. This one's not creepy. This is just some person's like kids. That's not really creepy. I just see a black screen. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you know why? It's the internet down here. I can't. Oh, you, a picture you can't load a picture. That it's that. It's just a. It's a yeah, video it's game creepy. controller just, with the kid's name on it. It's geeky. That's geeky. Not right. creepy. But this one, it looks like a. Uh, oh wow. That's it's 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 a sack. I could say this. I have and seen, it has a Santa hat. I have on it. seen that ornament on yeah. the bumper of various trucks. Uh, in the, the truck area. nuts. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The truck nuts. Yes. Yeah. I remember the first time I saw those things, and it was down in Virginia, oh. and it was like, of course it would be. Of course. But now it's here. It's around here. And uh, his his license plate was uh, Camel Toe. Come on. Yeah. T-O-W. Yeah, because it was some kind of company that he owned. But there are some, this one looks like a severed, uh, severed toe. But yeah, it's see, really just like, the baby Jesus wrapped up and swaddled in a in a thing. It doesn't. It looks that it looks like some sort of weird. Uh, you know, they used to do that thing to a Japanese woman. Um, what was it called? Like foot binding or whatever. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. And this apparently is an elf on the shelf. No, so we both agree on this. Yeah, the nose on that thing reminds me of that that thing from Mr. Rogers, the lady of Mr. Rogers with the curled up nose like that. It wasn't Lady Was it Lady Elaine? I think it was, I think lady, that was lady Elaine. Elaine. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that used to give you nightmares, he said. I used to have these nightmares <laughs> where these two uh two it was like a twins of those Lady Elaines yeah. were pulling into my driveway in the middle of the night and trying to kidnap me. I, I don't know why I've I had that recurring dream all throughout my childhood. But it was really scary, and I, and I couldn't watch that portion of the land of make believe every time it came on because I'm like, no, they're coming to get me. You know what's gonna be funny is uh, one day I'm gonna coordinate with Bax that we both come in here with those masks on. <laughs> yeah, that and you just come in the studio and we're both sitting here with the giant pointy nose masks on, and just watch you uh, flash back to your childhood. Yeah, won't you be my neighbor yeah. <laughs> at that point? Yeah. Uh, well, hey, you know what? Hey, we had a great run this week. Thanks yeah. so much for uh, for coming in. Uh, no, thanks we'll, for having. We'll, me. we'll be back on Tuesday. Tuesday, um, I'll be here with you all through next week, right? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we'll awesome. be here and uh, we'll, we'll deliver a show uh, uh, to you, a light show.
a light. You yeah. see, it's so passive aggressive. Well, because it's like it's like <laughs> I, I don't want to have to gather news every day. Uh, this is like a vacation for me as well. When well, Bax is on vacation, I have to be on vacation as well. And I feel like the listeners can appreciate the fact that this time of year, everybody else is mailing in with their job as well. <laughs> I don't think there's any other live morning uh, radio shows. Uh, I don't even mean right in radio. Now. I just mean in general. Everyone working in an office right now yeah. is just like, yeah, like we're gonna do any work until it's it's the adult equivalent to the last two days before christmas where you watch movies in school you're not really in school you're just watching movies and having parties yeah it's yeah that. right right uh, you know and you and i have done comedy shows with far less audience members yes. so <laughs> I, th- I think we'll do just fine uh it is uh let's see 9:31 it's Bax and Nagel with Marty Caproni on Rock 102 Bax and Nagel